<laughs> public school with, public school with fewer than 400 students holy shit yeah. my graduating class was 89 people mine was like 300 same as, my, same as so. mine but it was a yeah but, hippie, I, hippie but I was public yeah, where the fuck yeah. did you live me yeah Rhinebeck New York Rhinebeck a small town a small town in upstate New York Mid Hudson Valley actually the right. only thing they're known for is the man who played Leatherface. Is it the recording? Original Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. <laughs> I'll cut all that out. Just bingo. Uh, and in the shut 80s, up, Dan. Shut up, Alex. Shut up, Dylan. What are we recording? War Podcast episode 26. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> War Podcast. Fuck. War Podcast episode 36. Go. 36. Go. War Podcast episode 36. Go. Thursday. All right. Hi, Mason. No, I see. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Sam. Hey, he's here. Hi. is here. Word Podcast episode 36, done. And this is where it fades out and I play that I, that, that party recording. I've been informed that I can't look at anyone. Yeah. Well, so you I'll can look. look. At, you no. just can't turn your head well, like, at it's the like, mic. So in cycling, they tell you like when you're biking to look where you want to go. So I have to look at the mic. <laughs> and that's why he constantly falls on the ground. And I just, <laughs> if, I, if I bike you here... You guys should see Mason ride a bicycle. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty dope. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Don't look at Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. What's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? We're yeah. done. We're done. We're done. We're done. But not with the podcast. No, I don't. Yeah, we're done. School's done. Woo, not with yeah. life. Dylan <laughs> graduated. Woo, he graduated. I'm graduating. We're only halfway through Woo, fuck us. We're going into just woo. Graduating in four hours. Good job, guys. Yeah. That's great. Dedication, man. Congratulations, Dylan, man. Dylan's graduating in four hours, and he's like, I'm still going to come in and record a podcast. Boom. How would each of you sum up the last year of academic experiences in one word or phrase? Okay, teacher. Oh, <laughs> give it to me. You go first. Shit. Um, That's it. Good. All right, moving on. <laughs> that counts. Oh, shit. Yeah, that works, yeah. No, no. Pick a good one, writer you. Challenging. Oh, God. God damn it. That was the most like... <sighs> Dan. Synonyms for challenging. <laughs> Aardvark. All I right. knew he was going to do that. <laughs> no, no. I just uh, looked at him and you see his eyes. He's like, whoa. whoa. Not, who comes in? It's not alphabetical, Dan. <laughs> uh, oh, no, basketball. I, uh, uh, Aaron Carter. Illuminating. <laughs> okay. Mason? Oh, man. Pass. All right. <laughs> you did pass. I'll go with, Congratulations, um, Mason. I'll go with Death by Snake Pit. That's, That's not, not one, one word. word. I said one word or phrase. You, you didn't. Yes, no, I you did. Didn't. We can go back and listen. No, we can't. It's on tape. I, I can't listen. In the past. I'm deaf. Thanks for bringing that up. That <laughs> tragedy. Deaf by Man, snake pit? That must yeah. suck. Yeah. The snakes hit so loud. They it, blew my eardrums. It, it couldn't I don't suck know. the poison I described out. the last year as um, fun. It was fun. Just a lot of fun. fun. So much fun. Just so much fun. So much fucking fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> it was so fun. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Do you Tell believe the words really that I'm feel, saying? Mason. Tell us it how you really so feel. It was so fun. No, but actually it was. No, it was sweet. It was awesome. I really... I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. No, it, was, it was fantastic. I would compare it to a pressure cooker. Like you go in and it's really hot, but when you come out, you're really good shredded chicken. <laughs> and then you get eaten. Nah. Then Mason eats you. I don't know. Yeah, school's <laughs> done. Woo. Yeah. We did it. Woo. We did well, it, guys. We did the first year. 
Uh, well, I'm done. Done. Yeah, done. Three, three out of the four of us have, have another year to, to go. Well, you guys. So now, what's awesome is the Ward podcast can come back to being about video games. Yeah. Video games. <laughs> video games. Uh, school, so you guys feeling good? Uh, can't look at you. Look at the microphone. Do you, yeah. feel, you feeling good? Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> As Macy tries to cram his neck. I'm trying my best here. Um, one word to describe the past year. <laughs> God damn it. No. Hard mark. All right. Hard mark. So we're done. You got a year of school behind you. You've got now your collegiate degree behind you. You going to Disney World? I'm going to Disney World. Um, no, no, you're not. No, I'm going home this weekend. To your Padres? <laughs> to Disney World? Yeah, I'm going to my parents' there? house too. You are? Mm-hmm. When are you going home? Saturday. I had some nostalgia yesterday for speaking of your home. For sure, also. Yeah, I was gonna kill Dylan. I was. This is all for you, Dylan. No, but I was like, I went out to Seville to read some of the restaurant news, and I was remembering all of these, like people that I know and places that I worked and people that I was friends with, and I was like, oh man, Charlottesville is a good man. town. It's a good little awful town. Yeah, it's okay. This episode brought to you by Charlottesville Chamber of Commerce. So Charlottesville utilities, <laughs> funny story. Um, no, they have none. <laughs> oh, God. We have utilities. Charlottesville, Alex, have you been to Charlottesville? I have. I visited uh, for the, uh, let's see. I can't remember if it was the, fr- no. You did it for so, your frat, right? I, yeah. Back in undergrad when I was in the fraternity. Um, I thought you were making a joke. No. <laughs> because I yeah, bro, I did it for your fraternity yeah. douchebags. No. Back in undergrad when I was in that fraternity. UG. Um, our founding chapter was at uva so we would go visit and nationals was there so we would do the whole initiation thing where we hold you over an open flame and uh, brand you and all that stuff we would do that there sexy yeah he also went to see a show that i played yeah that last semester or no where did you play the show at rapture this year right oh Mm -hmm. was you in like rapture bar or rapture like r9 uh, it's all one thing now. Bar, Rapture, the underwater no, no, city. No, I know it's all one container. I used to know if you're playing in the back space uh, no, or no, the front no, no, space. The, the front space. They don't. They don't. Dude, the, when the I was a space, kid, the back Dan space is under renovation. Tables that you played on when you were a kid. Yeah, I told you yeah, about I that. Say, That's I where like I grew up, and yeah. like we would be there like every Sunday, and I yep. would play pool, and I would bet money on it as a kid. That was sweet. <laughs> Hustler. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the movie The Hustler? Um, I've read Hustler. The Novel. <laughs> the novel. The novel. Good the, novel. the illustrated novel. The I've actually full never. Of great articles. So, I've actually never seen it. I've held a Playboy is. magazine. And what was in the other hand? <laughs> hey, man, we can stand there. You win. No, like. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, His Mega Man. I'm like, like, I was, you know, the whole like print era of, of pornography kind of passed up me. Yeah. So, you know, we had the internet. The I've never <laughs> held a hustler. I've never held a copy of Hustler either. But on crew trips, they would buy Not the, the um, erotica, like magazines. They that, who? Like the uh, do you remember? Did you roll with Brandon at all? Tom and Oak's friend. The guy that wrote. But basically, okay, we would buy these magazines that had these like long form erotica stories that are like super uh, graphic and, and description of, of sex sexual right. acts mm-hmm. sexual uh-huh. um, actions romance sweet. novels and then we would take turns reading them in different voices <laughs> <laughs> so this one guy could kill it because he would read it in like a horse race announcer <laughs> and it was so funny he's like That's and then awesome. he bent over and then he's saying it was like so bad <laughs> That's so good so war podcast just got a little more explosive uh, yeah. I, have, I have a question i have a question still pretty vanilla um is i've remembered this because you guys mentioned uva so i was looking at the uh, acra results from last year and Acre is the American Collegiate Rowing Association. Yeah. Thank you. And um, the division. What, what division or what section is is VCU South or Mid, Mid-Atlantic? Mid We're South. Okay. We're part uh, of Sierra. Okay. So 
under South, it had like all the winners. And, oh, no, oh. Yuri won Mid-Atlantic. We're, we're Mid-Atlantic by Acker standards. I'm sorry. Okay, so Mid-Atlantic and UVA was like most of the like winning mm-hmm. guys. But Yuri was listed under women because it said coach. It said women. And at the very bottom, it said Coach Levitsky. Yeah, because Yuri's the women's coach. Oh, got it. Okay. It's not. They don't, they don't divide <laughs> the coach by gender. He's the women's know. team coach. Got it. Got Aww. it. Yeah, he won coach of the year last year for our region. That's right. Because he's a fucking monster. He's been around forever. Uh, this will be his 14th year, 15th year of the wow. team. Yeah, he built it up, man. He's sweet. He's a cool guy. So how long did it not exist? Like, LeBlanc had it, and then the team like basically well, didn't LeBlanc exist? Had, so, okay. We're going to go into a little history really quick. VCU had a, a Division One rowing team until a hurricane hit in the 70s that blew the boathouse down. Okay. All the money that was in the crew team and all the other Division One sports that got <laughs> was in the wall stand. got thrown <laughs> into the basketball program. And then uh, that was the end of VCU rowing until Yuri started his freshman year at VCU. Two guys in his dorm were like, we should have a rowing team. And then they went and found Dan LeBlanc, who was with the VBC, yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. So that's, and then, so Paul Georgiatis, who's been like an old rowing guy forever, um, kind of was there when they got bootstraps. That's why he's such a big advocate for the team. Right. So no one that exists now existed in the 70s program. Like No, Le- but LeBlanc a lot of them have come back out of the woodwork and kind of come to regattas and supported us. Oh, really? Yeah. We had a couple guys come up last year. They keep giving us these sweet photos of them, of them rowing, and it's like, it's awesome because it's like it's our river, so it's all the same orientation of like where we row, and you see all the same like kind of landmarks, but they all have dope headbands, huge froze, and mustaches, and I love it so much. <laughs> they just look like Will Ferrell from uh, <laughs> from the Hoops God. No, yep. semi pro, uh, semi pro, uh, semi pro, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a bear. I was there this morning. Nice. Roar. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Seaville, Seaville's a cool town. Rowing's a cool thing. Wait, so you're reading Seaville? Yeah, I was I was just reading some of the restaurant news to see what some of my friends were mm. up to. And... You mean a sky bar? Yeah. Sky bar's kind of cool. Wait, isn't, yeah. it, isn't there a sky bar in Virginia Beach? I don't know. Maybe. Is that a chain? Like, is that a... No. This one's not. I've heard the name it's, sky it's bar It's a common before. term yeah. for any, like, outdoor roof bar. Got it. Okay. But it's pretty sweet because it's got the big... I like I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had um and and so that's Commonwealth Restaurant and Sky Bar. That's what it is. Uh, Com- they had a guy there who, when they opened, pioneered their cocktail program, um, and he's super well known, and he now owns like a really cool speakeasy type bar up in New York City. Um, but he was super into really cool this like uh, boutique bars. Yeah, well, this artisan cocktail thing that's going on. Um, Mixologist. Yeah, these but, are uh, non-GMO cocktails, arson. I want my whiskey with more whiskey. <laughs> yeah, no, the like you, you know, they'd source local ingredients to make their own um, tinctures and. Uh, Do they make their own simple syrup? Make their own, of course, they make their own simple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. It's so simple to make. It is. I tell you about when Equal I worked. Part sugar I, was, I was bar backing my mom's bar, and I didn't understand that you had to heat it up. Yeah. So it pressurizes the container, and I open it. And oh it no. Just, Simple, simple syrup. What is simple syrup? Equal parts sugar and water. You heat up the water. But it's probably like you, magma when it comes out. So, and then you cool it down. And it's and it stays liquid. And so I I don't know what I was doing. I was really dumb. It just explodes. Or no, we were catering a Seville event ah. for the Seville Weekly. Ooh. And I open it while we're in the back of like this catering thing. And it just explodes over my stepbrother and I. And we were, we're wearing aprons because we're, we're, we're in the back. And um, my apron... You know, like the prank where you, like you freeze your friend's underwear and put it in the freezer. Yep, that's what my apron became. It was like, brittle. <laughs> simple, simple syrup. It, it's, it's awful. It's, 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 it's the it's, fucking it's worst. It's so sticky. Oh, and it's, it's, just, oh. it's like when you get super glue on your hands. Oh, like it's like adhesive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, man. Charlottesville rowing. Charlottesville <laughs> rowing. New, New Jersey. UVA New rowing. Jersey. Yeah. UVA rowing is really good program. Durham yesterday. That's, oh, fuck. That's yes, right. That's right. Yeah. I thought you were being obnoxious. Like, no. No one took another town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. So, yeah. So you went to the UX game, yeah. the Game UX Summit. Yeah. I yeah, Game UX Summit is about game design and UX. It's not pronounced Gameuxum. Gameux. Close. I tried. So no so how how close to the Gamu. how how close to the event happening did these two guys bail on you? Is the question. Uh, uh he never actually fully committed. So okay. the, oh yeah, no, I I, I I Dan was never like well, no, I was, from the there was never yeah. a point where I was ever. Okay, Dan was, was never found, in. Oh, you we found uh, it. We both found I, it. It caught him by surprise. I found just it just because of school. You know, these guys didn't bail. No, I okay, cool. I knew very early but, on that hey, I would be leaving right around back this time. That bus yeah. up, you're trying to throw us under, bud. <laughs> I, I just felt your bad news. Like like I forgot that it was happening, but I you know I'll let you know so, that I couldn't go. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I am on my way, and I was like, oh, I'll shit. be entirely honest. You guys kind of dodged a bullet. No, so, that's disappointing. Well, that's yeah. good because I don't like being shot. Yeah. So here's the the good of the conference. Um, there were a couple really really intelligent uh, people talking about psychology of player motivation. Uh, intent behind the division's map system, which I know you love. Oh, so dope! Oh, yes, yeah, so that was really cool. Hearing the lead designer talk about how often he failed, and so he did. He just get up. And he's like, "I wanted to make a well, map that was so fucking metal. And <laughs> I did it." He dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah. He actually th- he threw it at Don Norman. Oh, um, good. So he he actually kept making Zoolander comparisons the entire time. I don't understand what you mean by that. So you know the movie Zoolander. No, I... <laughs> Wait, what do you, what do you right, so there's so, this so actor. You, so, so you don't do you understand the concept of a comparison. <laughs> so Ben Stiller, is give funny, me, give funny me an guy. example. Okay, so they come up Fuck with all an of you. early iteration before the game is set in New York, before uh, the the entire thing is ready. There's just, they have like a playtesting space, and they make this awesome map system that will uh, follow the player as he moves, all this other stuff. It's a, it was similar to what we have now, but an early iteration. And he compared it to how happy everyone was in the car in that early scene of Zoolander when they're drinking oh, in the gasoline, okay. listening to Wham. Like, well, and then we put it into the actual game engine, and then he just shows the free gasoline fight scene. I wonder what that means, though. Does it mean like it didn't like? It's like, super intense. It didn't work at all. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of what, like, like the UX didn't come across to players, or like it just couldn't render well enough, yeah, the, like the, the technology. So okay. as a design, I think a couple key points were it um, wasn't clear enough to players was disorienting um and just didn't look good and then he goes through and talks about you know every single iteration and what they did to to recover from that and how they eventually got to where they were so that was really cool their highlight was this um psychologist from i guess whatever the university was there talking about um uh, signal theory Mm -hmm. um, and false positives and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and that was really cool Um, that's all really cool do you do you guys do a lot of that Mm, like how no. how deep into user testing do you guys go? We should be going deeper in general. Well, you know, it's we funny you mention that because I've, I've been thinking about that recently. I just downloaded a, U, a user testing software Sick. two one? weeks ago. It's called Silverback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know, you're talking about. But that. but I'm going to be doing a lot of that this summer. How's how's that work? Basically, you initiate a session and then you put someone in front of it and mm-hmm. it goes through and captures That's what their that clicks. guy used that came and talked and to Kaylee's class. So back to yeah. um, eye tracking as well. It doesn't do eye tracking, but it does. It does, it does video it. Like, okay, so it's like cool. it, so it can, will. You kind of so you, so you know how a lot of people like if they know they're being tested, they'll be like, "Oh, I wonder where I should go next," and they'll like talk out loud. Yeah. Um. So you can record that and get yeah. their facial expressions. You can kind of see like where they're looking. Right. Yeah. Um. And, and then it'll show the it'll show the type of click and it'll show the duration of the click. Nice. So if they're like hesitate, they like, stop 
and then click. Yep. Or if they hold the click and they're like, eh, I think this is where I need to go. Yeah. Um, it'll show all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then it'll it'll uh, do each participant as a separate thing. Nice. So you can easily in one session go through and be like, hey, this prototype we tested 10 times and these are the results. So That's another thing that Andrew doesn't really do a lot of with us. There's a certain method to guiding a user through your test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question. Who is Andrew? Is he the person that leads your track? track? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the track head. Um, But I also, so for my, like, I got a lot of user (laughs) testing experience when I worked. Like, I did, I had to do it a lot with stuff like we were building and stuff. And, like, I do genuinely believe that, like, I would rather not, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, like, a class or two on some, like, best practices. But I do think it's the kind of thing that, like, when you're in the field, and doing it, doing it, you, you just, it. you just, and you also, there, you find someone that's been doing it. You know, you, everyone has their own style. Like the guy that came to Kaylee's class is different than the guy that came from Carmax totally. that did user, did, did user testing. And I feel like it's as long as you're getting results that progress the user experience, you're good. Totally. Um, um, so I'm not as I'm not as upset that we don't practice oh, the methods, no. but um, not I will say I will say one of the best, uh, one of my biggest light bulb moments in strategy and design this semester was user testing of our data visualization. So it was a poster. Um, and it, I took the that was smart Wait early iteration of a poster. Then the, the goal of this assignment was to collect a bunch of data and and then visualize it somehow, infographic, that sort of thing. And so I took our, our early iteration and we put it in front of people unprompted and said, what does this show? And they were uh-huh. like, oh, I think, it's, I think it's this, I think it's this, I think it's this. And the things that we were thinking they would see, they were not seeing. Right. And so it informed our next iteration so that we were able to make something that was super clear, super concise, read really well. Um, and, and I think and that so the user testing in that particular case was was incredibly helpful. Same thing with the Kalani's piano thing, and then showing the video of kids using it, like yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. like all of a sudden, not only have you like cemented why you did your design stuff, we've cemented like a market that we'll look at. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I want to hear more about this conference yeah. though. So the other really cool one, can't remember the guy's first name. Um, he was a kind of a, a, a hybrid strategist and designer at Riot Games. And he was talking about... Darth Vader. Yeah. He was talking about um, how hybridization, having you know adaptable T-shaped skill sets, and um, what he called embedding, which literally just sounds like making brain center teams. Yeah. Multidisciplinary teams um, allowed them to fix an entire system within um, League well, of Legends, the item system, and how... Um, the sharpshooter class wasn't uh, using items, wasn't really um, playing, mm-hmm. wasn't satisfied by that system, and wasn't using it effectively. Um, and how they took this team of like, you know, art directors, designers, strategists, and were able to you know do designers. a lot of testing and use yeah use big data and other stuff to actually you know change the like intelligently use big data to change the game, which was really really well. Cool. A game like uh, League of Legends can do that because mm-hmm. they have so much so user much input, and oh, yeah. you see a lot of that with um, uh, I think you see that more happening because of the, like achievements loops and stuff that mm-hmm. game developers can put in their games to get feedback on just their systems or Assassin's Creed like hitting you over the head like by rating the missions. Yep. You know, I, I do think that you're gonna see that same feedback loop apply to game design, and you, I mean you already are. Totally. But I think it's cool too to, to hear that the hybridization of teams because I think that's one thing that kind of freaks me out because sometimes you hear about studios that are you know like ea has like this is their storytelling studio and this is their game design yeah. and and to me that strikes me as like well that's a weird tension yeah. point and you really need to be getting people that have strong skill sets talking to other people and, and working you know yeah and yeah. I, I think our strategy and design class was similar to oh, that dude, i love that it's just it's a lot of like 
business management. Like some people just, it's like, if you're taught that stuff, it makes sense like to have multidisciplinary teams. But But if you're just, if you're just coming in, it's like, whoa, whoa, we just put all the artists together and we put all the developers together. And that scale gets really, really hard. Yeah. Like even, even, you know, when you have teams of 10 with each role, you know what I mean? It's really hard to get those people in the same room. Well, and managing egos can be really tough Mm -hmm. because we, we. Or supply chain, like just moving stuff from A to B. We, We really like labels as a, as a species, like we like to feel like we have a box we can fit into, and then this is my people. Box. Yeah, people who are not in our box are in their own box, and it's your box. And suddenly, it's like Alex is in my box. Get out of my box. Get out of my box. What's in the box? So, to, What's in the box? To that note, um, the it was some like chief. He wasn't a chief experience officer. Um, I'll get to actually that title in a second. Uh, he was a chief something or other at King. Because, chief chief the guys who do candy crush and he yeah. talks about how the and company went from being very monetarily focused very very much using ux for evil like dark patterns and to still doing that still doing that to continue to do that but doing they're, it, they're the epitome of using ux right. for evil but doing it in a way that isn't as purely evil and there's they're now they're focused on getting as much money as they want out of the player but they're doing it in a way that still offers value to the player, which I thought was an interesting dichotomy. And um, you've played Candy Crush, right? I have not. Uh, I, I have. I've seen it played. I don't. I have zero desire. Oh, uh, Sarah play it. played it for a long. I mean, and she didn't put any money into it and got a lot of game out of it. Yeah. Which is- the, the only person I've ever seen play is Doug. Like when we would take rides back from the boathouse, oh, really? he'd always just be sitting in the back playing I mean, Candy Crush. The same way that Clash Royale or you know any of these games that are. And I think the the free to play model we talked about it last week, or maybe it was just you and I talking. It's it's exploitative to the point where I think it doesn't be regulated the same yeah, way gambling's regulated. Absolutely, I heard that somewhere. I think I think someone wrote a piece. I would about agree that. with that. I I I I don't think that we as a species are smart enough not to be taken advantage of that way. <laughs> um, but also I think that there's also a fine line between like if you provide a quality product for free and you can pay on top of it, I don't mind that as well, much as I used you to. You know, and and to me the I know I've said this on the podcast before, but the ultimate example for me is hearthstone because blizzard yes, blizzard yes. puts out an amazing product that you can happily play for free like mm-hmm. it, it was the single product that made me suddenly say you know what maybe there is something behind this business model yeah. that can go forward well, in this industry well i think the best way and i think i wrote about in the business plan that i did for ward is that i think the best way to do free to play is just it's purely cosmetic like because you see dota you see hearthstone you see crossy road it's all cosmetic that's what overwatch is doing yeah purely, purely cosmetic. well it's yeah. it's I, I disagree with that. But Overwatch I, I, is uh, upfront investment. I don't have I don't have an issue with paying to get better. What I have an issue with is when you have to pay to even start. Not not just start, but like like feel like you can keep going. That's what it is. You have to pay to feel mm-hmm. like with Hearthstone, you cannot pay and have a really fun time for the rest of the game. And then, and that's fine. But also if you want, you can buy. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to expand, and so for me, like I'm a firm believer that that developers and game designers should be getting paid for their product. So I'm not against paying for this thing. What I'm against is games like, I mean, Greplus is a great example, just because I know I've talked about it a lot before, where you have to continue paying through microtransactions to be a real player in that game, and and after. After the first two weeks, if you're not, you're done. Mm. And how does that and, differ from a subscription model? Um, because it's a subscription model is you pay one flat mm. rate. Uh, and I, I think it's the way they market to just, it too. To just be a part of it. And so like, you know, I know that my $10 a month 
is and and granted, I would justify it to myself like, hey, it's a subscription model, so uh, I like I would say, oh, this is just like a a subscription model. (laughs) You Um, don't have a problem, and I would cap how much I would spend, but even then, I was still getting outplayed by people. And it's and it's it's, any time where you have a game where the the winner is strictly the person who can afford to play them to pay the most, like the American political system. Correct. (laughs) 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 Well, actually, this election cycle would disagree with that, but uh. I don't know about that. Donald Trump has spent significantly less than the other candidates. Yeah. Um, but I'm not... That's, we don't need to talk about that. Anyway. But yes. So, 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 so we're about Trump, down, Alex. Like, talk about Trump in, Hearth, in Hearthstone, there's a certain limit. Like, you can you can buy all of the expansions. Once you've bought all the expansions and have all the cards, you're going to have spent just as much as someone who spent that much at that level. Yeah. And, then, and then it's all about strategy. And it, so it becomes gameplay again. It's not... Like, you can choose how much you want to invest. And... At a certain point, you're matched up with other people who chose to invest that same yep. amount, and then it becomes strategy no matter what level you're at. Whereas with something where it's like you just you just you know you can buy as many upgrades as you possibly want, yeah, and therefore you are because you are the one with the most money, you are the one who's in the lead. It, it takes away from it being a game and becomes purely about that. No, no, that's what that I mean, that's what, lower level brain, like you were saying, Mason, where we're not as a species. Yeah, able to escape from that. But even at a different level, though, it's like I want to know the the nice thing about subscription models or flat rate upfront product prices is that my sixty dollars goes as far as your sixty dollars. Yep. The other thing is right. the other thing that's fucked up about gym systems and energy systems is that your ten dollars can go farther than my fifteen dollars because you knew the system better than me. Sure. Yeah. And that is both anti-consumer and pro-consumer because it allows you to be a smarter consumer, but also it shouldn't be involved in the game. Yeah. It's like a stock market game at that yeah. point. And it's uh, not, it's just, it's, 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 it's a weird kind of gross model, but also one that it, it works. Like it, it generates more money than AAA releases. You know oh, I mean? sure. Well, I mean, I, I know I've said this before as well, but all you have to do is look at the last Super Bowl and you saw right. three, three yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clans. Yeah. Uh, or Whatever. I guess, I guess at this point it was actually last year's Super Bowl. Not this most recent one. This most recent one didn't. I think right. it had like two. Yeah. It, cla- it had some. It right. had one or two. Yeah, but that didn't have but the um, last year's. The boob girl. Yeah. The boob girl. And uh, what's her name? And Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And, Jin. yeah, and, and Liam Neeson. Yeah. That's and there was one other one. No, that was Dark really Man. Bad, but, oh, yeah. No, this one This one did too, though, because it, it had, had a couple. It had Clash of Clans. Yeah, the. the um, uh, you could argue that Pokemon ad was kind of for what's going to be Pokemon Go. Man, that yeah. Pokemon. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen the? Have you seen the? I sent you guys the starter. I think Pokemon Sun Go. Though, I, re- yeah. I really think Pokemon Go is going to be more like a Hearthstone type product. No, it's going to be like Ingress or. Yeah, it's going to be. It's been an Niantic. I wouldn't. I would say it's not. We didn't talk about Pokemon last no. time, right? What the new starters? Yeah. No. Well, let's. No, before we get into that, we I want to hear. I want. Yeah, I want to hear the rest about your of this thing. So someone from Game Freak came on and they. We got these new starters. To um so. For the King guy, at one point, he he mentioned, oh, I don't know how many of you have the privilege of working with copywriters, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to ever not have the privilege of working with copywriters. It's oh, man. Like, we totally take for granted at the Brand Center. Have fun writing your own content. I Actually, I'm pretty good at it. I'm cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good writer. Um, I don't doubt it. But, yeah, but, but no, yeah, I'm a good writer, a too. And there are a lot of times where, like, certain things I, the best I would much rather bring in. A copywriter, absolutely. Um, if I had my if I had my choice, I would bring in a copywriter every time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the rest of the presentations were a mix. Um, th- those are the ones I liked. And copywriters bill the highest, usually, but, but behind developers. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. At least at, 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 at all the agencies that I know and that I the one I the one I worked at, and then the other ones I know about, 
copywriting costs a lot of money because people don't like writing. Huh. Also, the <laughs> amount of time to write like a website or to write a script is a long to hours. Yeah, to go through proofing on um, them too. So they the build really high. Rest of the uh, speakers, um, it was. The speaking skills were not there because that's what you would expect with developers and and this industry. However, a lot of the content was really, really off topic. And there was one panel that I actually walked out of because they had clearly paid to be there and they were like the gold sponsors. And they were talking about education and games, but they were doing it in a way that just there was no tie to user experience. Oh, believe me, I'm all about talking about education and its relationship to to honestly anything but i think here, edu- education game is really cool i think it's really it, cool too but it's cool here. but like the execution that i've most commonly seen is not cool yeah it's yeah people but sitting, uh, some people are doing it like the the shell game the company in pittsburgh that yeah. nathan knows like they do it in a really cool way yeah. they made the lionel game for like the battle trains and like ah. they're doing this game about reading it's like a big mmo it's nice. pretty cool um anyway um the last three speakers were the woman from destiny and she uh, this woman was not there from the beginning, so she didn't do the UI that I think most of us like. Lo- like or <laughs> One. Lo- oh, okay. Yeah, I love the UI. Um, but I just like when I say super jazzed. Um, it was cool to hear her talk about how her role shifted from entering as the project started and then going through Taking King and seeing how the research compounded upon itself to the point where she was she had gone from just researching like environments and player reactions to having that inform the entire design. And that was pretty okay. Then the second guy, so the last two speakers had nothing to do with games. I can't remember the the penultimate speaker, but his was really good. He he, I wrote his name down in the book he wrote, but famous designer and and behavioral psychologist Don Norman could not have phoned it in harder. Oh, like it, it, he, have you heard him talk before? No. Yeah, um, he's he's kind of. Have you read his speaker? books before? I have. I, I like his ideas. I like his ideas yeah. too, but he's not the most compelling writer. Either. No, and well, it's not. It's a dry topic. Period. Yeah, it's, it's a dry topic that. Let I've me seen let me talk to you for twenty yeah. pages about a door. So, <laughs> so yeah. he, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing the I, UX I of a door argument. Or the U, do the UX of a chair. You right? mean the Norman door? Yeah. yeah. What bothered me the most was that it didn't really tie back into game design. Um, because he's not a game. Because yeah, yeah, he wouldn't know. And it, and he kept trying to pull in ideas from the other people's uh you know presentations without actually fully understanding what they were talking about um yeah. so uh, you know i think that the it was a really good uh first go at a conference i don't think it's happened before i could be wrong yeah i, I was about to look i think it's going to become let a, me ask you a, let me ask you guys, demand. how much did you pay 75 dollars well, that was the student, student ticket. Student 500 bucks for also the industry. Industry. Yeah, the Jesus. Industry. Yeah. Man. That's cheap compared wow. to like industry conferences, yeah. though. Sure. No, no, no but I know still. that. But, but GDC is what, tw- two grand? It's like 1500 yeah. 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 For one one day, though, uh, $500 yeah. is a lot. $500, I think, gets you like masterclass stuff. Yeah, so it might have been like 300 oh, okay. It might have been like right. Yeah, stuff. they usually have tiers. Yeah. yeah. So would you say for $75, it was, it was worth it? I'd say for like sixty dollars, it was worth it. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so did, what, you what, what, did they give you anything for free? Done for that extra fifteen did bucks? They give you any they swag? Give me so. a hot dog and a coke. I would have <laughs> so that, that extra fifteen bucks, I would like to see. Wait, fifteen. Seventy-five <laughs> minus sixty. Yeah, but seventy is what you said. I said sixty. No, but I'm saying that the, and, the a total ticket, price the was, 70. was seventy-five. Did you it say seventy or seventy-five? It was 75. Oh, Central okay. 4. Okay. Central okay. 4. Got it. Um, <laughs> Crackdown. I think the content could have been more 
UX related. Um, and even the stuff that was about UX research kind of missed the mark. It was like... So it was it, all really UI focused? Or? No. It, um, it's probably a lot of game design focused like stuff. research no. focused. Yeah, it, it was more research focused, but okay. not in a way that was actually... It sounded like you watched a bunch of case studies. I did. And they didn't go into much of their process. And the, the, the ones who did go into the process were the ones I just mentioned, like the division guy. And the yeah, the division guy. one sounds really so, interesting. So let me ask you this. No. So, so to answer this, so first... I, it, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to let you... It was the inaugural one. Yeah. So, okay, cool. okay. So let me ask you this. When I was talking to the creative director of UX at Team One... He was saying that they've had some clients that have requested uh, user testing to the point of let's hook this person up to uh, ECGs and let's put them let's like well you mentioned let's look at their brain waves and really intense amount and so it got me thinking that I I think there's because of the fact that so many client side money guys are all about quantitative. Well, they want measured risk. That they want yeah. measurable stuff. Would you say that this, there's a certain reality to business in in 2016 that this conference was trying to say, let's be as realistic as possible to the people that we're having in here, knowing that even the designers within bigger companies, they're, they, at the end of the day, still have to answer to people about numbers. Absolutely. And, and, and so the, 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 do you feel that that heavy focus on research was because of that? Or do you feel that they just are missing the mark by not talking about this other stuff because it wasn't well-planned? So I think there are two elements to this answer. The first is that the relationship between UX principles and business was, at times, very apparent and the rest of the time, a strong undercurrent. Okay. There were there were a couple points where during Q and A's, people would actually ask, you know, how do I sell my ideas and sell myself? And I think that's something we've had the luxury of experiencing at the brand center. That's all we do. That's all we do. How do we right. how do we take our you know uh, our technical uh, you know other language and convince business people that that what we're doing will make them money? Um, and then the other side of that, as far as the research goes. Um, I think what didn't do it for me on the research ones were the ones that didn't drive it back to a single point or benefit or value. It was there were a couple times where someone was just saying, "Oh, we got these really cool numbers, and it was really cool," but they wouldn't talk about the player, consumer, or business benefit. Um, and that's another thing I think we've gotten a lot of at the brand center. Like, so what? Yeah, exactly. There was no so what there. And I and I. I genuinely believe there's two parts to that. And I was thinking about this cause you were telling me about it and I was really fascinated with like a, how sober you were on it, but also how new it is. Yeah. And I think a lot of these people are either entering like games, the UX space in games, I think is, is evolving because there's been a huge UX demand in, in, in web and in, business in and general in industry. General. And it's becoming, it's the career to go into now, but in yeah. five years it's gonna be the career that's like overpacked. And I don't think it'll be overpacked, but it will, it'll hit its, I think it was like we'll web developers three, four years ago. Yeah, it'll just become more specialized. Yep. And and you're right. and I think that right now all these people are coming into the industry that either have design backgrounds or research backgrounds. And UX as terms of like a game's specialty hasn't really or it's just now coming into its own. And I think you're seeing development teams being built out with like, all right, we have our, our design lead, our UX lead, our story lead, and they're now becoming and I think 
that conference next year will be better, but I think in two or three years when you're seeing products that come out with real leads on these teams, you're going to see a really – it's a lot easier for them to be like, I was there from yeah. the beginning. This is what we did. This is what happened. So the Ubisoft guy, he was asked a question about, um, you know, because you're working on this uh, map system and this UX and it failed so early because you didn't have access to the game, how early is too early or not early enough for getting UX in there? And straight up he was just like, you need to be involved on day one as part of – how to make this work with I think the same reason you need developers on day one on any oh, game system. Yeah, I think I think it's literally every single part of that pie like needs to be like writing whatever like well, I think well, you need I, Oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I mean my only experience in, in game design is when we did that game jam together, but uh you know, thinking about how we brainstormed from the beginning, I, I don't like we had to have all of those parts. We need to constantly be handing stuff over. Yeah. yeah. And so we were we were all talking about how does this impact that? How does that impact this? How, you know, how do these things all come together? Right. And because if you're not talking about that from the beginning, you're just going to end up doing th- four times as much work yeah. or 10 it's, times as the much only, work. The only way that you can like, the only part that you can kind of silo off is when the technical guys, the engineers know what they need to do. And then they go by themselves and say, okay, you're doing this. You're doing this. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You're you, doing you, have lead, you have, you have a really good team of producers yeah. that are managing the product. You have really good leads that are, are better leaders than they are developed. You know what I mean? Special. Like, yeah. And then they, they run teams of really good artists or really good designers or really good uh, developers. And I think that that's when you start having this, this big machine working. Um, yeah. But you, you really need um, good production. Like you need people that can, they can help move. Cause the problem is, is that when you have everyone sharing their opinion, like it's really hard to get stuff totally. moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think sales should really ultimately drive <laughs> the product. I've been watching out so i watched all of the i i had never seen silicon valley and i probably watched Ooh. all of it in like two days i'm nice. terrified at your, so your where i thought to do that it's, <laughs> it's impressive uh, let me just sit i did I, today, <laughs> is a, today is a sedentary day <laughs> well yeah bring I, me my IV. Uh, i am the pet no, I, did the, I did the exact same thing with silicon valley i watched the first two seasons and it helps that it's a half hour show not yes. a full hour show so yes. you can just cram so much in that half hour y- you can you, you can clip through that thing but yeah the so the current season where he's like fighting with the sales team. Yeah, that's what like, I was referencing, by the way, Alex. I, I know you haven't seen I, it yet, but I knew they. Yeah. I knew they would get the joke. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm about to finish season two, but I knew it was going there. Yeah. Um, the season finale, season one, is so good. The, oh, it's so the good. one thing that Don Norman touched on, he touched on <laughs> agile himself. He touched. He had, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, he he did the Dan pose a lot. Don Norman does the Dan pose. Dan believe, is pressing I your fingers Dan together. I believe Dan does the Don Norman pose if that's the case. He's been around a lot longer than I have. Um, it's a Dan pose. He Don't talked about Adderall right. very briefly. And it was pretty clear based on how many people perked up or tilted their heads. I was looking at the crowd that... Wait, I'm sorry. What did he mention? Agile. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I hope I do. So you might know more about this than I do, but my guess is that Agile is not as common in game development as it is in regular... Dude, it's not common in anything at scale. It's common. The only thing it's common in is people saying they like to do it, and then when they actually implement, they yeah. don't use it. They, yeah. it's, super, it's super easy to apply at startup or small yeah. small Everyone houses, but anytime like a Capital One or a, an Ubisoft, uh-huh. I can't. Have, it's got to be they, so they, hard. They, they hire they a scrum master, that. and then that's Fuck where they that. stop. They almost definitely do that at Ubisoft because there's no way. Well, and Ubisoft, Ubisoft yeah. really splinters into really small groups anyway like that's because they've got so many different that specific yeah yeah to do it no i think it's a cool system and i think that people want to embrace it because it allows a lot more transparency in the process and allows a lot more liability across the team 
because the one thing that you, you see happen in any production line is desk dumping. Like I've done my share, now you do your share, and you uh-huh. do your share. Yeah, well, that waterfall methodology though is it, it's what comes naturally, right? We want to say I work on my thing and then I pass it off well, to yeah, somebody yeah, else. You want stage gate? Yeah, assembly line, man. But uh, yeah, that doesn't. Um, yeah, we we go over agile a little bit in computer science, but um, I thought you would have gone over yeah. in your business classes. No. Well, really? The, really? I have right one way. production class in business. And that's hmm. it. And it's mostly dealing with manufacturing. I guess that may I feel like if I was a business dean or if I was like sending a curriculum, I would make it more about like business theory and that kind of thing. Because yeah. you learn like I was saying about how you learn what well, also depends on the lot of, So undergrad business is very different than graduate level. But like if you're if you're getting your MBA, they're gonna talk about a lot of that theory and that sort of thing. Yeah. But like at least for for my undergrad degree, which is a business degree, yeah. um, and maybe your experience was different, Dylan, because you have the engineering stuff tied into it as well. But mm-hmm. um I mean, we focused a lot more on the more practical side of operations. Yeah, I had the, to memorize the, supply chain for one of my classes. Stuff like that. I mean, we and, learned what Gantt charts are. Like, I right. Mean, and the theory that we talked about was much more about business theory, not like. So, if we did operations, it was it was front level operations. Like, here's mm-hmm. here's how you do accounting. Here's yeah. how you do. So you, and got, then, you got like a lot of vocabulary, or, and a lot of technical skills, right? That's cool. yeah. Or it was if it's theory, it's big. It's big level theory. Yeah. It's like macro macroeconomics and okay. you know marketing from a big perspective kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot of that really like nitty gritty deep level. Mm-hmm operations like, theory I, I could tell you about just-in-time manufacturing like how it was very important right. like for the the japanese automotive industry but i don't know specifically step by step what they did right like i but, just know you need to be pushing product and you only need as much inventory as you can ship and i've been thinking a lot about like how but, and that's basically where agile adopted from that makes sense then yeah that makes sense um but i, but I think what was is that i think when you're learning these systems or like when we're learning principles of ux or whatever and i think that there's still more that we we could get out of it and i hope we get it next year but um that i still think that there's so much that you learn in application of at least in my like i learned better applying you know what i mean like yeah. that's why sure. and you and i did something oh, a lot we're like we pick a project and we're like i'm gonna learn the connect framework or i'm gonna oh, learn yeah. Arduino. Well, that's, I, I've, every project for me and that's the that's only way i can learn, learn. and yeah. i think a lot of there's a lot of things the only the only time i didn't do that was my vst final where i was like fuck it i just want to do something <laughs> i already know yeah. and just go really deep yeah but like and that was really hard for my programming languages class i took I'm this sure. semester because it was, here's a new language here's a new language here's python here's lisp here's yep. scheme here's mm-hmm. here's a context-free grammar and then just learn it and like that's not really especially since you spend your entire undergraduate career just learning java <laughs> yeah. um Mm, they just, but you told me a lot of comp sci is like a lot of it's all theory theory and which yeah. i think yeah. is and everyone says that's, that's why your degree is so valuable because yeah. oh yeah you can undergrad, go out and learn every other language on your own yeah. undergrad computer science is one of the in like from a, from a an, like third party perspective i one of the things i've said ever since i graduated undergrad was man i wish i had majored in computer science yeah. because well, it's one of the best undergraduate degree i know um it's the, just one of the best undergraduate the best example of that is we had the uh, Chief Technology Officer of CapTech is like a local firm. I know a girl um, just started working there. Oh yeah, one of my London Road girls. And um, he 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 came in and did a bunch of uh, lectures for our uh, senior design class. And he is self taught programmer. He never went to school for formal education for computer science. And he's the CTO of CapTech now. Um, but he talks about how he talks to his engineers, and they're like, um, one of the projects they did, they worked with, I think it was Universal Studios, and they had to make a, a map application for the park. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, well, we need this mapping application, and it needs to know all of the attractions, and then it needs, if you want to go from one attraction to another, it basically needs to chart you a path, mm-hmm. just like how Google Maps does it, but internal to the park. And um, 
So he goes, okay, we need this thing to find the shortest path between two attractions. And the engineers are like, okay, right, that's easy. It's like, just use Dijkstra's, which is a common pathfinding algorithm that you learn in like a 400 level class. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, go use Dijkstra's. <laughs> are you sure? But it's like, you only know, like, that's the... You know what's interesting about that, though, is that that right there is a perfect example of where what what the three of us learn with UX design and specifically since we're talking about agile methodology, that type of product design is not the most efficient way to design a product because you're starting with your engineering and you're saying, do this. When in reality, you should be starting with your engineering and your user experience designers and saying, you know, because it may not be the best user experience to have people go from point A to point B. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe we want to, maybe we need to know that, at this point in the day, we need to route them past the bathrooms because there's a high likelihood that they'll have children and children go on an average of da 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 da. Like things like that, where right. when you're developing a product, you can't just take the technology behind it and do it. You can't just take the design and do it. You kind of have to have that whole thing yeah. together. Well, right. Well, we also focus, like we have a, a software design course and we specify things like, okay, these are your business requirements. Okay, yeah. how do these break down your technical requirements? Or do you necessarily need all of these business requirements? Things like that. And it's about, you know, kind of client yeah. engineer relations. So, like, we do talk about... So, oh, yeah. Assuming no, I'm just that saying, it I'm does... I'm just saying, like, in because we're talking about Agile. I'm, I'm saying, like, that kind of production thing. I wish, I wish they'd be integrating Agile at an earlier point in time with a program like mm -hmm. that. Because, like, even if, even if they're not bringing in these other disciplines, letting you know that, like, hey while you're doing this, you're going to need to be working with this, 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 and this, right. you know, here that you're going to have a copywriter who's telling you while you're doing it so that you don't have to go back and fix it after the fact. Right. Um, that's where I think there's a, there's a problem with everyone likes to say that they use agile because it's very trendy, but there are still so many places leading up to that. Well, let's say they, the they, agile say they do is agile, not considered. It just means they do a stand-up meeting at the beginning of the day. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> exactly. Correct. That's what my agency did. Is like, well, you have Correct. sprints. Like, you basically have a... And you have a, a whiteboard. You have a, a whiteboard. White, you have a whiteboard and you have a goal at the end of every week. It's so, like, did you meet your goal? Right. It's not agile unless it's you're still, publicly shaming it, your teammates. It right. works. So, even using, like, a scrum board and that kind of thing still helps. Yeah. It helps transparency. Yeah. And, and I think, organize I mean, ideas. Even, I think even at the Brand Center, we're the only track that really does agile. Yeah. If you look at... Here's a great example of a non-tech thing art directors and copywriters in some cases one of the two will be like oh i can't do my work without the other person's absolutely work. and that th that's wrong, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah you have to be doing it synchronously yeah. well, i feel the concept there's still there's always stuff you could be doing exactly, to build the concept yeah. well i mean like color palette you know take some photos or something so yeah cap Maybe if you're a copywriter and you're waiting for the or, or you know you can be drawing doodles of the ultimately is like hey i thought of this but you guys can talk about you're it. attacking like, a fundamental flaw of like human nature of like i just don't want to work yeah <laughs> there's that i don't want my work to be conscripted to this timeline like it'll yeah. be done when it's done well, not... everyone wants to and there's a lot of that there's a lot of that too. too another thing we talked about that they or the, the cap tech guys brought up was um i guess this is related to agile and scrum is that they would at the beginning of every project they basically would say after they've um, determine the technical requirements. They would give everyone these uh, numeric cards and say, like, okay, rank like on a scale of one to ten how difficult you think this this problem is and how long so it would take. We you. always did. So we, we would quote how long we think it's going to take us to do yeah. something. Mm -hmm. And that's how you. That's how you do project management. And when you get a project, like really good project management is so awesome. And I think that you see it happen in the brand center. Um, 
but I think more so when you when you're working with bigger teams too is that like when you have a product manager that like can anticipate flaws and like has been around the block enough times to know that like it just I think a lot of in any scale any any product any any design anything just having really really good organized product managers is is and that's what I was saying to you guys the other day is I think the biggest thing the brand center needs to have is 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 more more focused team leadership business dudes being all business business dudes dudes, but it doesn't even have to be the business dudes that are being there needs to be designated team leaders Uh, yeah Um, because otherwise you end up having people that are kind of filling the leadership void but it ends up Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Or you're always um, the leadership void. Or you're I always mean, the, leadership fill, the one filling the leadership role. Mace right. is always the leadership void. Uh, uh, the, all three of us tend to often fill that leadership void. But Can I tell a project manager joke? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know the genie joke? I think no. you might know this. No. So um, a art director, a copywriter, and a project manager are sitting at a table. Oh, you have a lamp. Yes. Okay, yeah. And all of a sudden, the lamp opens and a genie appears. Says, I will grant you three wishes. Like, oh, sweet. Turns to the art director. Art director, what would you like? And the art director says, oh, I want to go make the most beautiful movie that will bring people to tears of joy. Go forth and it shall be done. Art director's like, cool, sweet. Goes off and makes, makes the movie. Copywriter, what would you like? I want to write a novel and never work in advertising again. <laughs> it shall be done. Here's a pen. Go forth and write. Yes. He's gone. Project manager, what would you like? Get those two assholes back here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that one from John John yep. Hirsch. Yep. Shout out to to John John. John John. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So to answer your earlier question, Dan's like what I learn in in my business track. Um, it's a lot of kind of management yep. theory. Like um, and I really enjoy those classes. Like I took HR management and I took yep. like manager managerial skills. Um, and it kind of kind of taught me what I already knew. Yeah, because it's like I mean, not in a bad way, but it kind of reaffirms like, okay, I'm 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 approaching management in the proper way. It's like, don't be a dick, you know. Yeah. You know, these this is you yeah. know, your employees are people. You know, this is how you like. It's a lot of psych, yeah. a, a lot of psychology of you know the yeah. treatment. Yeah, no, I like I liked OB organizational behavior. Was, yeah, 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 was fun. Yeah, uh, I'd never paid it. That's a really good thing that it's telling you what you already know, and these aren't alien concepts to you. Yeah. Right. But you know what's funny about it though is that it's it's. For me, anyway, having taken those classes, it made it something that I reminded myself, hey, you need to be like, use this as your North Star when you're actually, it's really easy to go out and then completely forget everything that you learned. Mm -hmm. But when you have those classes, even if it's just reaffirming things that you think you already know, when you actually go out and you're put in those team, you're put in a position of leadership and you are a manager and you're managing people, you can actually look back and be like, okay, no, there's there's so it's almost like that little voice in the back of your head that's saying yes that your instincts are correct you did learn this in class it did confirm what you already think do it even though it may be uncomfortable right. even though and and so that well, was really beneficial for me that can be applied um, to like a lot i think one thing that andrew does preach really well is that like you can come up with this design you just need to confirm that your gut was right or that your yeah. thought was right mm-hmm. and that's what like something that he really thought me that yeah. in the beginning when i started is that like this this is this is cool I just need to know why it's cool. I mean, I don't even know why it's cool. I need to know that it's, it's confirmed that it's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. and it, it makes sense now when I say it to you, but we need that, that just that extra 10%. I just think that confirmation is... You need to yeah. test your hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, Business and that, theory. And that's what entrepreneurship is too. It's like, sure. okay, you have this assumption of what the market wants. All right, go do all this market research. And after you do that, go make an MVP and see if that does anything. And then after that, make a full-scale product. Make a then, Steph Curry. Steph Curry? 
He's a basketball player oh. in the NBA. MVP. He's okay. The best basketball gotcha. player in a long time. The, um, gotcha. It's like a design build test, design build test over and over and over again. Yeah, legs, one. back, arms. Legs, back, arms. Yep. Arms, that's, back, legs. That's, that's the only, that's the only that's cycle. the only sequence that you'll ever need to know. Applies <laughs> to everything. So it's arms, legs, neck, back. That's how most people use the wrong machine at the gym. Sweet. Head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. Yep. That kind of works <laughs> i love it when people lay completely horizontally flat and then bring the handle mm-hmm. all the way over their head and then come back up yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the the people who do bicep curls oh, by, God, by doing that. their whole body uh, yeah God. and so it's so instead of actually just working the muscle itself they're just they're just flipping using momentum to actually move That's everything it. my biggest pet peeve at the gym are the people who rest between sets for more than like a minute and just sit there on their fucking phone while the entire gym is packed and everyone's waiting to use machines or free weights. Do your weights, text your girlfriend you afterwards. You can get the fuck out of my way. Exactly. But, I mean, for some lifts you need, because most lifts is 90 seconds. Rest? Yeah. I can see that. Uh, I've, for strong lift stuff. Yeah, yeah but you, that's when you get up off the machine yeah. let someone else do it. Yes. Do oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. You shouldn't like, hog the, the bar. My, my favorite is when someone walks by and their headphones are just blasting, so I have to listen to their shitty music, and then they're singing to their music. <laughs> like just doing, you know, Just put your headphones on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind I don't mind that much as much. But I think... What were we talking about? Why are we talking about rest at the gym? Uh, Wait, what the fuck are we talking legs, about? Legs, back, arms. Yeah, cycles. 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 Design. Well, iterate. so that strong app, app, which is a really, really well done app that I showed you, when you fail a lift, they tell you to rest for five minutes. Oh. And it really does make a big difference. Um, and also, like, I have to constantly do, like, training plans. So equal rest, so the time it takes you to do an exercise, is demanding on your cardio as well. And then longer rest lets you reset. Shorter rest is if you want to get uh, anaerobic. So there's, 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 there is reasoning behind it, nice. but also some gym douchebags just fucking suck. And yep. there's like 90% of them I, do. I think the most exciting Truth. exciting thing about me graduating is that I finally get to go back to the gym. I'm not spending Dude. just all my mornings Same. doing oh, homework. Yeah, watching, watching Silicon Valley nonstop. <laughs> season, season one or two. <laughs> I feel my body decay. I have no time. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> we expose problems. We're, we're creative problems. We're, I'm not, we're, I, I, we're hey, I'm not judging. Yeah, I, I Silicon Valley is fantastic. Like week. I'm so pumped to go today. If I don't exercise, I'm already <laughs> unbearable, die. but like I'm like <laughs> the worst. So I will sacrifice uh, goats. What? what? Um, no, that's me. Come on. Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> All right. So there you, you know what? Fuck so Dylan about being the two people in the room who don't sacrifice live animals. Huh? <laughs> huh? How about uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. You were just talking earlier before we got on the podcast how you ate sheep testicles. I have your sheep full testicles. Shit. What the fuck? That's a sacrificial Wait, sheep. I think I have that oh, recorded. It's called so. lamb fries. Lamb fries. Yeah, idiot. That's what they're called. Everyone knows they're called lamb fries because it's like a little wiener. It's a little french fry. No, it's the balls. That's the not balls. a French fry. You like right, right you, now, you, you, you like soak up. them in buttermilk sure and then bread them. Oh in no, I'm not doing balls. that. Don't worry. I'm, I'm not saying I recommend them, but it is something in the South that they eat. I got it at a restaurant. I'm not, a, dude. Fucking don't defend yourself, man. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, let's cut you down. Cheap ball guzzling animal. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about video games because okay. this business theory stuff. It's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, this is a podcast for a game development company, like. No, dude, I'm I'm just yeah. kidding. I love I love all that stuff, and I love I like I think we get better at it by talking about same way like Absolutely. when you teach something, you can apply what you kind of know, and you can get you know reaffirm it, yeah, whatever, blah blah. Um, we got playing. Okay, yes, wait, sir. Wait. Sorry. So I pre-ordered Overwatch for a digital download. Super pumped. Can't a DD. Wait. 
DD. Mm-hmm. Get the DD. I have to keep holding back from buying the collector's edition because I really want that art book and soundtrack. Just but buy I it. It's one hundred and thirty dollars, and it's got a stupid ass statue. Alex, you 76. buy more things on Amazon than anyone. Sell the I know. statue. eBay. It. That's why I keep telling myself. Wait, can you not cancel a digital download order? No. What? No refunds. What? Even on a pre-order? I can check. I feel like you check could. on that because I feel like if they haven't delivered the product, the product there's not, it's, it's just like, oh, here's yeah. thanks for the money. Yeah. When's yeah. When's the game dropping? Twenty seventh. Do it. Yeah, I should. Have so, you decided on your Xbox for Pittsburgh? Yes or yeah, no? I'm taking it. <laughs> Are you bringing a TV? I mean, that's what yeah. you're buying it nice. on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're buying Overwatch on? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, knew we, I knew you guys both couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I'm still debating whether because I'm take my I don't even remember what kind of Roku. TV the girls have, but I remember it being small. They said they're taking it. Okay. Oh yeah, we're Alex texted me the other day. He's like, "What do you want to name our apartment?" And I was like, what? <laughs> "Oh yeah, I had to give a label in Google." I, was, I said, I "Of course to. you did." Give me what? Wait, what are you going to name your apartment? Well, he he put one suggestion in, and, and it happened. Uh, Red October. Okay, yeah. that's the name of the apartment. Okay, yeah, we're gonna be hunting. We're, for a, it. we're a Russian submarine. Yeah. Is it Sean Connery? Which one of you is Sean Connery yeah. and which one of you is uh, Alec Baldwin? I'm the submarine. You're you both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mace is the submarine. He's standing by. <laughs> have you guys ever, have ever seen that movie? I adore no. that it's, film. It's a fantastic movie. I, I surprisingly haven't seen it. I, I went through a period where I was really into Tom Clancy and yeah. I somehow missed that one. What's oh, the, uh, one that movie is... Oof, What's the uh, the it's other thrilling. one with uh, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman? Oh fuck! The other sure. oh, no, the Denzel Washington no, and Gene Hackman is. Um, uh, I saw, I've seen that one. Um, What's it called? I like Gene. It's Hackman. called a Rising. Uh, like not, I know, <sighs> it's not you. No, no, no. It's not like it's like red. It's like Rising Tide or Hidden. I know. Dra- I know. Red, red, I know something fall, red something rising. Oh fuck! I know what you're talking about now. God damn it! Red Sun Rising. Nope. No. Bad Moon Rising. Bad. Batman Kingdom Battle. While he's looking that up, Alex, what have you been playing? Um, absolutely nothing because of Brand Center. I've been playing the game of let's see how much I can destroy my body from not sleeping and but, drinking tons of coffee. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, you were a little, yeah, you were a little nuts so on Wednesday. Um, Crimson Tide. Ah, ah, yes. And and the Google query I gave it was Gene Hackman submarine. Red Crimson, October is a good movie. Crimson Hunt for, Hunt for October is a very good movie. Um, no, honestly, nothing new. I'm just, I'm just really, really pumped for Overwatch. Um, yeah, it's. I feel like the whole conversation on Overwatch is super stoked, and it's fun yeah. to see that in game, and especially since you and know. So in the last like, podcast, I you guys had downloaded the demo already. I had it, not, yeah. and so I went and downloaded it. It's fucking fun, man. It yeah. feels good. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got to beautiful. participate in the the beta. You could yeah. download it on your PC. Yeah, but I just didn't have time. Yeah. Oh, you didn't participate in the beta? I didn't play it. Oh, I thought you were going to be like a smart ass and be like, oh, you didn't watch season two seasons of Silicon Valley? Um, oh, no, he was too busy watching True Detective. No, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, no. Jesus. No, I'm sorry, Dylan. I thought you had said last week you played it. Um, no, I, I've, I've wanted to. Yeah, so um, I went home and, and downloaded it. And like I, was, I talked a little bit about this with Mason on Wednesday. That's me. Um, the character, it's just so blizzard with the character development. Like mm-hmm. those characters all feel just fantastically thought out and their and, barks are all so and, good yeah what are they oh so like, give me one. well they well, it's smart the game design i mean it, it is good? smart the barks they're because, like short little so McCree, sounds that they say oh. so when he pulls his ultimate oh, i love that one where he says he, high uh, noon it's high noon and, and, like, and like all of a sudden there's like six mccree's all being like it's high noon it's high noon it's high noon. i'm like oh fuck get the fuck out of here <laughs> but there's just so much that game just bleeds character yeah, yeah. and it, you really feel it's this full circle of like the art direction is so like Reaper feels like a badass, and then 
he talks like die, a bet, and his die. lines are sweet. Yeah, his die, die, die. And and you're like, oh such shit, a I gotta contrast get to Tracer. Like, cheers, love. I love Tracer. Yeah, I can't stand it. Was, it, Dude, it was interesting watching some of the behind the scenes talk with the developers and and how they were talking about developing those characters um, over time, and and it, it's clear that even to those developers, they are distinctly different people who inhabit this space with with backstories and and this is not just hey we put it we said there's four archetypes and put a different skin on them this is like we we really wanted to think out who these people are every single one of them and then how they fit into this oh it's framework. like soul caliber man like the old soul caliber games where yeah. like all the characters had different regions and on like, the stage yeah. of time i kind of like i always like soul caliber didn't need to have that it just added that like little oomph and you're like yeah fuck yeah man what um how many characters are there uh, four of each category. So is it four of each category? Yeah. Okay, that's really? what I thought. That's but. it? It feels oh, like they're like way more. Yeah. Might, might be, be five of each category. It might be yeah, five, five of each category. category. Yeah. So what are the categories? So we have uh, st- uh, attack, offense, yeah. defense, or tank. Sniper. Offense, defense, support. Uh, give tank, me, and support. Give me an example of each one. So And each one is very different within mm. each category. So for offense, we have fast-moving characters, ones that have a have a slower DPS. they can close like, the gap quickly is yeah. what the offense wants. They so like tracer is offense tracer's offense well here's another I, I keep pointing back to reaper and tracer as a good contrast tracer has a very high dp well she has these two little submachine <laughs> yeah she has these two little submachine guns that are um low clip but really high damage uh-huh. um they're, so they're really short range though. if you land every shot short range your opponent's just gone so it's like a needler yeah. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Except it doesn't suck. Um, I love the needler. Of course, you like the needler. That's the most <laughs> fucking gun that you would like. I know, Me? It, yeah, you like season two of True Detective with the needler. <laughs> hey, I like the needler too, but I know it sucks. Um, um, okay, what, what sorry, gun would sorry. you prefer, Mason Brown? Dude, uh, DMR and a battle rifle. I, I like the battle yeah, rifle. I love the DMR. I like that's like my gun. Ain't that wrong with Watch dope. <laughs> Of course rocket you like launcher. the rocket. Rocket launcher. No, actually, um, I'm a shotgun guy. Okay, so, but in offense, we have fast characters, uh, slow but heavy area of effect characters. Low in health, usually. There's six of each class. Yeah, usually usually very easily damaged. Six of each class. That makes more sense. Uh, okay. So, so 24. 24. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and yeah. then in defense, we have stuff like snipers or... Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a hard time remembering the defense character. So defense are it's Widow, uh, Bastion. I know Widowmaker. Yeah, oh. so I've heard everyone complain about Bastion, like he's Being super overpowered. So, but, they, yeah. so they they all fill these roles, but they can do very different things. So I think what Alex can do is like Reaper isn't very fast, but he can teleport, so he can close the gap. And he can and also become in. invincible for a short period of time. But then yeah. you have Tracer, who's who dies very quickly, but is very quick. And she can also rewind, like she can like go yes. back. Yeah, go through the whole list. Oh god! How about not the whole list? Well, okay. So for for defense, highlights? you have like Bash, and you can turn into a turret, or you have the sniper. Like, but they both fill the same role, of, like area denial. Yeah. Right. Well, then we've got May, who I'm 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 mixed on. Oh, I'm May can build walls, but yeah, she can put up ice walls. Well, she's like queen points. of area denial. Like she can physically just yeah. deny you out of a spot. And then, and then her, you have like sticky floater guy. Is an entire area freeze, which is really cool. She's really cool. And then for tanks, you have essentially characters that exist to push. The, the front line. Is that like Winston? Is Winston one? Winston's one. Reinhardt's the guy with the big shield. Reinhardt is, is oh, awesome. Uh, Roadhog. Reinhardt is great for um, capture objectives. And then you have support, which are your your, your healing. Right. And, um, I see, I thought Bastion I was really cool. It's really cool to have, like, uh, was it Dedicated Angel or what's her name? There's Mercy. four of some Mercy. classes. And so Mercy's really Mercy. cool because it's just like... There's five tanks, like, four you, If you pair with the right offensive or tank character... 
Dude, she's the medic you, in TF2. You can become yeah. basically unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, her special is area revived. Dude, Lucio's yeah. the shit, though. I like him. I like Lucio. He's my favorite. Lucio is, Lucio is so cool because a couple of these characters have tactics for moving players across the field quickly. Um, so I haven't seen much of Overwatch, but I have seen there was a GIF on Twitter. I think like Kotaku posted it was like a really start, bad start to a match. And I guess there's like a gate. Like where there's like a little uh, arena where people people like spawn that, yeah. and they wait yeah. in there until the match yeah, starts. Fifteen seconds start and they're just like walking around, just waiting. And then the gate opens, and then immediately this chain shoots out from beyond the gate, Road grabs dog. someone, Road and dog. just pulls them. Yep, and then just shotgun his, to the head, dude. And his ability when dude. when you use it, it's a blast. But when you get hit by it, it's also kind of yeah, fun because you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's a pushback. Um, there was well, you just your screen just rips away. Like you just. You, when you get yanked by him, it's just like all oh, of a sudden yo. you're like, whatever I was doing is not happening anymore. Yeah. All those moments are just like, fuck. Overwatch pro tip: if you were on the team that is coming out of the gate and isn't defending or setting up, you've been doing just team, fine. Do not go out the main doors because someone like me will be sitting there with Bastion waiting to mow yeah. you down. Or you just do be tracing, you just yep. you're gone, and you go up behind Bastion. I use Reaper um, and just teleport best. past anyone. Dude, Reapers yeah. and the best. The other good thing about that game is it kind of like Diablo three. Every character feels slightly overpowered <laughs> yeah. in a way that's super you, fun. Use it right, yeah. Yep. So, so I um, what was I gonna say? I've been playing. I haven't been playing Overwatch, but I've been playing a game kind of similar to Overwatch. Uh, Battleborn. I've been playing um, Chivalry, Medieval Warfare. If you guys uh, know um, this game, yes, I do know this game. I right. know this game. So it's a first person. Evan loves that game. Sword fighting game. He does. He's obsessed with it. He also loves Mountain Blade. Um, one of my good friends was obsessed with Mountain Blade for Mountain a while. Dope. To the point where he was playing it at work. So yeah, so it's a first person. Um, I played Kerbal Space Program at mi- work. <laughs> medieval sword fighting game. It's kind of cool. Um, but I always just, forget there's this part of your brain cool. that likes multiplayer shooters and stuff. Yeah, you were super into Halo, and like I always forget that like that's like a big part of like your. But I've always wanted like a really good like sword fighting mm-hmm. multiplayer game. The Ubisoft game. This yeah, like like for honor. For honor looks yeah, really cool. So and good. I think it's gonna do way better than this game because it just doesn't play well. Like mm. like first like person. like the con. Well, it's not even just the fact that it's first person. It's just that there's so much weight behind mm-hmm. the attacks. Is that you? It's just when you come up to someone, you're just doing this dance where you both are just kind of like circle strafing one another, and then like one guy's like, huh, and he like kind of lunges forward, and then he misses, and then so he steps back, and you can parry and stuff. So it's just a lot of like timing your attacks. It's really but, tense. And you can like kick them, so you can like kick someone and then come up and hit them because like kicking someone does like a like a split second little stun. Mm-hmm. But the con- the controls like like. The con the controller support like isn't responsive like so to do like a kick you have to do you have to click in the- like animation priority or something no I just don't think it's just well so 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 you know how Y switches your weapons in a lot of first person mm-hmm. games and this hitting Y brings out everyone has a ranged attack so mm-hmm. like the archer obviously just has a bow and arrow but the um all the other melee characters have throwing knives or throwing axes mm-hmm. so you hit Y and he doesn't do anything you hit Y again and then he pulls out his throwing axe mm. so I'm like okay That's why weird. is it not responding on the first time I hit Y do I have to hold Y so I like try holding Y it doesn't do anything but to kick someone I still haven't figured this out you like hit left button or right button wait Maybe that's why it's not working bad game design <laughs> but anyways yeah but they do the fucking thing where it's like okay we're going to flash the all the the controls on the screen at the beginning of the match, and then we're gonna pull it away. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right. And I don't I have no idea how to pull it back up. I think it's like buried in a menu somewhere. But since it's a online live game, it's not like I can just dig through that. 
and there's a fucking manual there's a tutorial game that you can play but it's like kind of bad it's pretty popular yeah i mean like i played it once and i was like "Eh, this is okay and i was telling one he was like i don't think i'm gonna play it again and then she came home and i was playing it again she's like well what the fuck's going on i'm like i don't know it's just i just want this to be good so i'm just gonna keep playing mountain blade is that like the same exact concept sort of but like you 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 dictate the angle of your slash too like it's so, like, really really complicated and like if you get hit like in a like a critical region of your body like you're, you're dead. dead the best part is that when you die because um because you have a health bar and a stamina bar and they don't make the stamina bar big enough like they don't make it obvious enough so that you are aware that you're losing stamina mm-hmm. it's just kind of tucked away in the corner and so is the health so i think if they just made those bars bigger like they do in skyrim where it's like lower third here's your here's all your bars but it's like I hate the Skyrim UI with like a passion. Really, I really I like it. it. I, like the I do too. I, I like the styling of the menus and the missions. And I the think it looks nice. But I hate the uh, the red, green, blue. Uh, I just oh. hate. I just hate the red bar. I'm like, mm. well, imagine I don't like all the typeface those... either. Oh, I love the typeface in Skyrim. Oh yeah. But, no, I just don't think Bethesda has done a good UI system ever. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Ima- agree well, just imagine you took all those bars and made them like half the size and just tucked in the lower left corner. I get what you're saying, though. Like, it's like a real estate issue. Like, I can't, like, I'm trying to focus on some guy killing me. I Like, I need to know well, where my stamina is Well, that's the kind of game where, like, because it's so fast and in first person, like, I like games that put UI information around the reticle. Yeah. Or if they just flash the screen different color or something. Do you guys remember... Yeah. Um, Flashing and movement, like, changing, like, subtle changes in size because it draws your eye over. Yeah. Do you guys remember, a better way I think it was called The Getaway? Um, I remember the getaway. That was the first time that a, a like a big title had not used a UI. Um, Ratchet and Clank uses surprisingly little UI. Like it yeah. automatically fades off and comes back in when you're in. Con- it's sweet. But I remember playing the getaway, and that was the first time your health had been dictated by like the way the screen looks with mm-hmm. you know red around the outside and stuff, and everyone was like, "Holy shit!" The getaway. I think Chivalry does that too. It like fades it off. But um, you yes. play anything else? Uh play some Stardew Valley. Um, summer, get my blueberries, make get a blueberry, blueberry jam. jam. I get 210 gold for per jar of blueberry jam. Damn, making a fucking mint. You are making some really good blueberry but it jam. Takes apparently, three fucking days to the for the preserve jars to. Wow. So I've just been so building it's blue, and you sell it for a lot of money. Do you have a coworker named Jesse? This is going I, over my head. I have a cat named Rasper. What's yeah. going on? No, it's a Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad reference. Oh, I do know that. Okay, I got it. Yes, sir. Dylan is Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, that was not good. I'm sorry. I, no, that, that was good. So I played that. I played more Rocket League. I, Rocket um, League. Rocket Launcher. I finally played someone in Rocket League who is like good at aerial attacks. It Ooh. sucks. And he was, I was like, oh fuck! Like I've entered because <laughs> he the, just sits and waits for you to prop it up, and he's like, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. For the basketball you. mode? Or no, no, no. For, this oh, is okay. just regular one on one, and he's just like flying through the air and getting all these ridiculous goals. So, yeah. Dan um, loaded up Stardew Valley when we were waiting for Alex to finish his hour and a half of presentations. And Dan's character is blue. My character is blue. Wendy's character is blue. Yeah. What the fuck? Are there blue yeah. people? What the hell? You can just there change the people. skin tone. No, there's Stars. only one blue person, and it's the respective player character for Dan or Wendy. No one else is blue in the game. We don't want blue people in Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's like, you're kind of not so, welcome so, here. So apparently, Mason is a Stardew Valley racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like Stay a, away from my farm. <laughs> it is a very small country town. That's so, true. You know, with a wizard, Don't take highly to your oh, blue God. blue folk. I got peppers here. Either walk in the fields or you're off of them. You can pickle those peppers. <laughs> All right, just walking away slowly from this conversation. <laughs> so um, you started this. I did. It's like that family in The Sims too. Those alien family, and they're all green. 
Remember uh, that? Yeah. It was like one of the built-in default families in like the desert town. The Sims 2, or no, The Sims 3 just wrecked PCs. That game was so CPU intensive. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. People complained that The Sims 4 like looked worse or like was like not as intensive because like, it wasn't rendering as much at the same time. Uh-huh. But The Sims 3 like still wrecks computers. Wow. So That's crazy. Fun fact. Dan, what have you been playing? Um, so not a ton, but the other day I was kicking some ass with Jigglypuff. Oh, fuck you. In Get Super Smash Bros. Eat a brick, Dan. Eat a brick. <laughs> uh, these two got really frustrated with me, Dylan, because they did not like that they were getting their ass handed by Jigglypuff. You were playing Jigglypuff. me off of zero sleep. <laughs> no, it oh, wasn't just oh, that. See the excuses? See the excuses? Yeah, it wasn't it's, not, just that. it's not that I was were playing you, Jigglypuff Dan's well. really good with Jigglypuff's sleep attack. With rest? Yeah. yeah. Rest and, like, and roll out. You can just it. wipe a floor. I've never, I've never played someone that could sleep so hard <laughs> rest is like the like epitome of just risk reward oh totally. play. because if you miss you just you're vulnerable for like four seconds you're yeah. just sitting there yeah um but if you hit man oh i'm really charizard just go flying off the yeah. screen it's great i enjoy I, playing a fire dinosaur that's that's what <laughs> fire i mean little little max ko attack is kind of the same yeah. thing no yeah. little max not allowed little mac is so fucking broken in i miss i love little mac little max so great. I, when i played oh, i, I playing, won as mario <laughs> yeah you were playing as purple purple mario it's purple mario <laughs> and then you play as red wario <laughs> oh you're changing the outfits yeah you All didn't do stars and stripes mario i love stars and stripes mario well, in one round, I played as Wario, and I died in the first minute. It was five stock yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Wario's hard. And I just... The only reason I died is because I kept driving my motorcycle back and forth. <laughs> Who's and the uh, Fire Emblem character I just started There's playing? like eight Lucina. of them. Lucina? So. Yeah. Lucina's fucking dope. Like, if I, I was a, a clear state in mind while we were playing, I would have... I could have fucked up with yeah. Lucina. It pisses me off how many Fire Emblem characters are in that game. I agree. Right. It is. There are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot now, too. So, it's not... It pisses me off there's a lot of sword characters in the game. But now it's... Like, Marth... Robin, Ike, Lucina. Isn't there a Roy. fifth one? Roy. Yeah. Is Roy? No, no, Roy's not in it. Roy's no. not in it. Ike's in it. But the other no, thing is, wasn't it, Roy it, red hair? Or was that? Pre- that's Ike. That's Ike. Oh, that is Ike. But my but, larger no, issue Ike, is not. It's not the Fire Emblem characters. I just want like, Dana. why isn't there like the Fire Emblem Pegasus Guard or like one of the heavy armor knights? Like, it's just. Well, my issue is if you're going to dedicate that many characters to one game, you're you're inherently going to be neglecting a lot of other yeah. games, and there yeah. are a lot of other really great characters they they could include. You know, in that like Golden Sun. You know. You know, a game that's like, got I no from Metroid. I, I understand why I there are so Isaac. many characters from the Mario universe because it, it's Nintendo. But like, you could you could easily have other cool, especially since they started introducing like the Capcom stuff and. Oh yeah, uh, with Ryu in there, it's really cool. And Bayonetta. Yeah, Bay- I'd like yeah, Bayonetta is really cool. Have you played it? I've never played it. Any of the no, movies. no, that's DLC, yeah. right? Or, yeah. yeah, and Mewtwo. I think is a DLC character. Mewtwo's DLC, and then uh, I miss Pokemon Trainer. I like being able I to like play Pokemon Trainer. Uh, Cloud, right? From yeah, Cloud's in it. From Final Fantasy. Oh VII? shit! I forgot about Cloud. But see, what pisses me off? Okay, Cloud, Sword, Link, Sword, Toon Link, Sword, Ike, yeah. Sword. Like they're just yeah. sword characters. Like it's a fun archetype, but I want like yeah. I want different types of swords. Then. That's I want the heavy mush- swords. I want yeah. light swords. I want rapiers. That's why the like mushroom- Cloud Sword should be. Oh, the Buster Sword. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think oh, it might be a little heavier. I'm sure it is, but I'm saying it should play. I don't know how it plays, but it should play. Like That sword does a lot more than Toon Link's sword. My favorite character to play as was Solid Snake. Dude, Solid Snake fucking rocks. That fucking water up up A attack. Was that on the GameCube version? Yeah. Yeah. No, No, that was the Wii version. The Wii, okay. Brawl. I like Melee's Star Fox. He was cool. I like N64 Pikachu. I like Pikachu in every game. Pikachu's like my favorite character. Pikachu on N64 was... Dude, I can fuck shit up with You want to talk about cheap characters? Talk about fucking Lightning Mouse with his... Thunder Fuck attack. Ness Ness on. Mouse. I like uh, used to play Pikachu. Ness on the N sixty four version. Oh. Yeah. Who calls him Lightning Mouse? We do. Fire Dragon. Pokemon. I mean Pikachu, the Fire Mouse or the 
Fire, Fire Dragon. Let me stop talking. <laughs> Fire Dragon. Um, Lightning Mouse. So speaking of big speaking of Pokemon. Oh. oh. Speaking of big swords. All right. Well, I beat Dark Souls three this morning. Ooh, nice. And I used a really big sword. How many That's hours? Awesome. How many hours did it take? Thirty. That's actually not. That's a comprehensive campaign. Yeah. Oh, dude, hands down. Um, that game from a from start to finish is the best from software. From Fire Dragon to Lightning Mouse. Just in terms of like you, because they make it so much easier to summon and they improve their infrastructure. Like I never really had a hard time with any of the bosses because I would just summon four guys to come help me fight it because mm-hmm. I don't like doing the boss loop over and over. But the world, like, there's not one area in that game that isn't, like, just jaw-dropping. Like, every vignette, everything is so, like... So you're saying? Oh, man, it's it's so cool. And the problem with Dark Souls games is that, like, if I play a Dark Souls game, I have to beat it because every other game I play when I'm not playing Dark Souls does not control as tightly. So if you bounce back and forth between Dark Souls and, like, a Witcher or a Fallout, like, I get frustrated with their controls because... I'm in, you're in such control in Dark Souls of like what's happening on screen that like you want that in other games. That's that's the main reason why I want to give it a look. Cause... I think you guys should all try Dark, oh, I think I really Dark Souls to, 3 totally. is the, if there was ever a game to try, just because, god damn it, the, the world is so cool in that game and just, it's so creepy and so weird that's and awesome. games don't come out that Dude, are that, that weird anymore. We were talking about. Oh, I showed him the the spindly the yeah, centipede was woman. Was that the thing the gif you put on? The yeah, yeah. the thing's fucked up, man. She's the worst. Yeah, she's she's nasty. All right, so yeah, <laughs> Dark Souls three. I I I'm now uh, I bought the uh, expansion pass for The Witcher though, so I'm gonna finally beat The Witcher. Was it hardest? Go run run your vineyard, dude. Yeah, because in in Blood and Wine, you get a vineyard that what? you run. That's like Hearth Home or <laughs> I Hearthfire in uh, all base man. There's a really shit. big like just domestic element to. Gerald's story. Just gotta beat his wife and Gerald doesn't beat his wife. <laughs> Gerald's oh my a hero. God. Maybe in your maybe your Witcher does. My yeah. fucking my Italian mind. monster. So the <laughs> po- <laughs> the Pokemon <laughs> stars got it now. I'm not even gonna talk about yeah, domestic right? abuse anymore. No, no, hold no on. this I wanna, is not that podcast. I wanna, no. So we were driving hit my wife. Wendy kept like she was doing something. She was like slapping. This is my how phone. you're gonna start the story. Wait, what game <laughs> is this? No, no, this was driving the pack. This isn't a game. Oh, I, we were like doing it something. It was the, in the end car. of all games. But we were doing something, and Wendy kept like slapping something out of my hand. It was really pissing me off. So she did it, and I go, "I'm going to break your knuckles." And from the back of the car, I just hear Mason go, "That's the most Italian thing you have ever said." <laughs> oh no! I laughed because I was like, "Dude, you're just making this too easy." <laughs> oh God, dude. So Pokemon so, starters. Hold on. Yeah, we have Poop Owl, Angry Cat. And seal thing. I seal, seal thing. Seal thing. Seal thing. Really? You like the seal thing? I like the seal thing. I man. don't like the. I bet that seal thing evolves into something that's cool. Exactly, that's exactly what I think seal thing is going to evolve into. Like I think they're all. Shit, you, you're thinking it's going Magikarp Gyarados status? No, I think it's just. Go, I think that's. I think to start with seal thing. I think is it's going to be Magikarp, like Magikarp, Pip, Piplup, Empoleon. Where like Empoleon still looks stupid, but he looks less stupid. I didn't mind Empoleon. I used who was was that the fire ape in that one? Yes. Did you see the, the comic the other day where it's like, oh, this fire starter won't turn into a fighter type. And then like, it's just, it's like a, it's like a dog that evolves into a dog with fist coming out of its head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you know that fucking... Blaziken's re- firefighting. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, Infernape is firefighting. No, it just, I hate the firefighting combo. Are I mean, there any, what are the other like fighting combos? I mean, there's every type of combo in Pokemon. They've literally like mixed it up so many different ways. Like Rotom is a fucking ghost lightning God, I Pokemon. haven't seen... That's cool. I, I haven't played... Pokemon since uh, you should get you Red, should Blue, get a 2DS. I haven't played since uh, 2DS. So that was going to be Silver and Gold. Can we play the new the the yeah. Moon and whatever one yeah. on yeah. 2DS? Really? Yeah. 
And it'd be fun because if we all played it, we could trade and shit. There's just how no. Much, how there's much no did I get 3D. a 3DS for? What was it? It was like seventy five bucks. Yeah, it's like seventy eighty dollars. And you can get a, an old, like an original 3DS yeah. for like a hundred. Yeah. If you want the fold clamshell one, not a bad yeah. idea. clamshell one. I think the the industrial design of those 2DSs are pretty hilariously cool. I love them. Yeah. No, Riley has one because he bought one, one that, for Animal Crossing. That's one that's flat that doesn't fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It dude, it just it's. And I bet that thing's built like a brick. It's dude. Riley's is like. And Riley treats stuff like trash. And, like, that thing has been brutalized. Still works just fine. That's, still. Cool. That's really cool to me. It's just a big Fisher-Price toy. Yeah. It's fucking dope. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And that I like, sounds like it'll work for me, then. <laughs> and I like that you. black and red color scheme. Looks really cool. Mm-hmm. That's so. like an old Nintendo <laughs> one, man. Tell us about black and red, Alex. What, how do you feel about that? I love it. So I like the Pokemon starters. Yeah. Everyone's pretty sober on them. I, I think I, no. I think everyone loves that fucking yeah, owl. Everyone loves them except everyone loves the owl. Yeah. The owl is cool. I think the owl is cool, but his I'm head just, turned around. Yeah, the head turned around. I can see the owl turning into something terrifying in a good way, like badass owl. Yeah, birds monster. in Pokemon tend to be they're they're a lot of scary. scary. Got birds. that Pidgeot, not Murder Crow or whatever. Murkrow. Murkrow. Mur- he looks like an asshole. It's <laughs> like a big poofy. Crow. It's at, literally at like, hey, we need an Italian mobster in a game <laughs> <laughs> with a wide brim hat. No, he evolves to have a fedora. That, Does he really? Yeah. Hashtag, well, hashtag not all crows. Oh, God, <laughs> uh, not touching that one. Um. The I've never been crazy about any of the starters since red and really blue. Like I've I've always gotten the those starter. Are these starters, like those, well, are... I like gold and silvers, but I like everyone's first Pokemon. You hold such high yeah. regard to, but I just really, really like like there's I like. Venusaur, I like Charizard, and I like Blastoise. Like they're Bulbasaur. sweet. Bulbasaur. But I like I just as much like Feraligatr, Typhlosion, and see, I don't like Typhlosion. Uh, Ty- Typhlosion I, I, to me just looks like a big ferret with, with a fancy neck brace on. <laughs> Was the alligator just purely a water type? I yeah, think it might have been dark. so. Yeah, I didn't. I think I stopped. That was one that came out right after. And the Chikorita thing. Silver. Oh, that's Golden Silver? Yeah. Oh, for I, Alligator is what Totodile evolves into. Oh, okay. Then I, but, I definitely did play that. But the best part about Feraligatr is that there's a character limit on the Pokemon's names. So that Feraligatr doesn't have an E-R. It's just R. So it's Feraligatr. <laughs> no, great. and Gold, Gold and Silver is one of the best games. Like, oh, no. When, at the, when Crystal, you beat it, I think Crystal's okay, the best. Well, still, that's the right. the, the, that's the, the yellow for that series. Yeah. Um, but when you beat it, it opens up the region of the previous game to go through, and that's just so fucking sweet. Really? Wait, yeah. yeah. This, I played so when you beat Johto, so you go to Kanto. Yeah. So you go through oh, Johto, yeah. you beat the Elite Four, and then you surf across what new bark town and they put you in pallet town and then you just play all of kanto wait really and like yeah. as a kid and like there's no the internet so you don't mode. yeah oh well some God. of the gym leaders have changed so like in cinnabar cinnabar island has been destroyed by a volcano so cinnabar island is literally like a patch of ground like this big with a puka center and then right next to there is a cave where just blaine is just hiding out by himself he's like oh you want the uh you want the cinnabar island badge okay we'll fight <laughs> I don't have any quiz games for you that's anymore. Well, you heard I had like super optimized so it would fit on the chip. Yeah, so that's why people are saying that like they can't, they probably they couldn't do make a game where you go through all the regions just so because big. there'd be so much space. Or if they just made a fucking console version of Pokemon. Exactly. I think this that's a thought. I, I think by the next they're gonna do it. Well, <laughs> picture this: Pokemon by Bethesda. That's what that Automatron DLC is, isn't it? I think it'd be so. There's something really fun about that loop of like building a team up, but I also think that Bethesda would lose all the charm that Pokemon yeah. has. Did well, you guys, I, 
they could just give him the engine. I think the open. No, no, I think you're right. An open world Pokemon game would be amazing. There's this great image I think around the launch of the Wii U or the end of the Wii's life cycle. It said, "In case of emergency, break glass." And inside was a Wii DVD and it said, "Pokemon RPG." Oh man, (laughs) that's awesome. Well, and something that's always super fascinating to me is the Minecraft mods for Pokemon. Oh, I've never messed with anything. There's a whole modding scene around like getting Pokemon in Minecraft. Did you make like the entire Pokemon game in Minecraft? Mm -hmm. That's cool. not the whole. I don't know the whole game, but you can capture and train. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon looks dope, though. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I never played X and Y, but like, I like X and Y. the change of the art style didn't do it for me. But this one, since it's more um, Hawaiian, it's, yeah, it's more Hawaiian. No, it's it's <laughs> it is. Well, the problem was that with it's more Hawaiian. It's more Hawaiian. The problem. Aloha. has just been sitting here playing oh, ukulele the whole time. <laughs> no, the problem was that. It, they had a new art style, but it was still top down, so it's like you didn't really get to enjoy like their upgraded art. Yeah. But in this one, it's more over the shoulder, like it, they get you down into the actual like. Well, and I have uh, Alpha Ruby or Mega Ruby, whatever. They do more at perspective, so like behind the back or like at you know forty five degrees, and it yeah. looks it's just fun. It I, just adds a layer. I'd like that more. And it makes the areas where you're going into tall grass and stuff because Alpha or that that the Ruby Sapphire one. Uh huh added a thing where you can see certain types of Pokemon in the grass. So you can run up to them. And then start and a battle. you can sneak up to that way. And it's super cool. So like it that. added a whole new layer to the um, in like investigation system of like finding. I like how the thumbstick cool. was analog because I did play the demo of X and Y and you could sneak. Mm-hmm. So like depending on how much you angled the thumbstick, it was how fast that was the character. Because that, that's how you sneak oh, up on the Pokemon. Oh, that's probably the one I played then. Because when you see him in the grass, you, and the thing that sucks though is that like you can get in random battles too. I wish you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's a good game. Um, what else is going on? Uh, I'm sending a, a tweet to Xbox support to um, <laughs> need Pokemon. Yeah, where's the Pokemon? Give, give, give me the Pokemons. No, just do um. Pokemon cancel, doesn't work. Cancel the uh, Overwatch order so I can get the special. You're gonna do it through Twitter? Yeah, there, that was actually one of the three official options on the Xbox support page. Tweet at us. <laughs> tweet at which us. Which is awesome because that's my preferred <laughs> method of contacting support. S- send us a LinkedIn in message. <laughs> Wait, have I ever told you about the, the two times I got my Comcast bill lowered because I sent them angry tweets? I'm not surprised. I, I need to do that. There was one time where I sent them like really angry stuff after they doubled my bill. I was like, "This is fucking reprehensible. Uh, fix this." I mean, <laughs> it, hey, good. if the if it works, it works. Yep. But I think that's also the equivalent of like yelling at your server at a restaurant. Oh, it felt like that, but it was okay. worth it. My server has never double charged. But me also, after you know, if if my server was Comcast, I would throw my food at them because i fucking hate comcast yeah. <laughs> waiter there's an overcharge in my soup just flip the table waiter my soup is dan got given two pittsburgh slow. hot dogs and he wanted two chicago hot dogs at city dogs okay yeah they brought me two cincinnati ones and cincinnati i ordered two dogs. chicago's is it just skyline chili on top of it yeah. what's, what's in cincinnati dog it's, chi- it's like it's chili cincinnati dog. chili and the chicago dogs are sweet though because they're everything hot dog buns right uh poppy seed right well, guys, you got anything else you want to talk about? I played, um, I've been playing this game on my phone called, uh, Stack. And it's literally, I'll show you the, the gameplay. Well, while you're talking about And it's literally Tetris. Only yeah. it's called Stack. <laughs> he, had, he had a note up and I was like, oh, it's just a, a word processor and you're typing stacks of words. <laughs> um, the game is literally this. Okay, so I'm seeing isometric squares. I already like this. Yeah, and there's Alex's. a square that hovers over it. Oh, God. And then you just have to line it up. That's and you cool. s- make a bigger stack, and whatever you miss gets chopped off, so your ah. square gets smaller and smaller. But if you get, I was doing really poorly at this right now. I well, I'm looking at it at a weird perspective. Yeah, blame that. Um, doing better than you are, Alex. 
I'm not playing. I know. <laughs> but Lightning. yes, but if you get it perfectly aligned eight times in a row, your square regains size, which is really confusing because it regains size if you do it at a really high speed. Uh-huh. Then you like just immediately mess up again. Yeah. And it increases the speed of how far, how fast the uh, the squares come in, and then around like cool stack game. stack eighty or so. Um, it drops the speed down again, so you immediately fuck up because you're expecting it to come at this lightning fast speed. But I like That's it. Cool. I like it because I don't like playing like turn based or strategy games on my yeah. phone. Like I want to play something more uh, if, tactile. tactile. And but the problem is a lot of tactile games are too tactile. Yep. So I want something that's like tactile enough that it, it, it there's some sort of complication going on in my brain, but simplistic yep. enough that I, I don't have to think about it too much. Totally. And yeah. I think that just like the simple act of tapping it and it's just hand-eye coordination. So I think like um, like Monument Valley feels so good is that it's got the tactile elements of how you manipulate the space, but it's got puzzle elements about how you actually succeed. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think Monument Valley for me was, was a good example of that. That looks like yeah. a cool game. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about Monument Valley was having to the art design between character. No, no, I love the art design. Better like the art design. design. Yeah, it's beautiful. Having to once I'd already figured a puzzle out, having to wait as my character moved across because I was I was admittedly impatient about it. Like it just felt like waiting way longer than I should have. It's a very Alex Rice complaint. Oh, I would that drives me crazy too. I I hate when locomotion is like when when as a player. If I know my end goal and I know what I need to do, and it's now me waiting for either an animation or a, and it's not part of like the challenge of the loop, it's mm-hmm. just like it's just self indulgent at that point. Yeah. Totally, I can see that. So yeah, I'm with Alex. I'm with Alex. I'm not saying I'm it's with a Alex. complaint. I'm, I'm with just Alex. saying it. It strikes me as a very Alex complaint. Feel the right. Together, Mason complaint we too. will change the world. Starting with this, I like watching pretty things, so I don't mind sitting and watching it happen. Well, then watch me turn around. Um. <laughs> Should we, wah, should we just end wah, it on that? Wah, wah. I think we should. Guys, this is the last podcast. Whoop. <laughs> back up. What's the Reading Rainbow theme song? What is it? Reading Rainbow. No, just take a look. It's in a book. No, stop. Reading stop. Rainbow. Reading stop, stop, Rainbow. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that game. It's a bad game. <laughs> um. So, no. Mason, you no tend to sleep. Tend to sleep. We're going to have to get a headphone splitter over the summer. Why? So I got record. one. If you want to borrow mine. Oh, totally. Oh. We're going to just use separate computers. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be recorded locally anyway. I mean, we can record on my laptop too, but yeah. uh, yes, we can do that. Yeah. The Dan, you leave Sunday. I leave Sunday. Dan, you leave Sunday. 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 What's, um, Sunday. Be there, be there, what do you be want, there. What do you want to tell me before you leave? Well, Mason. Yes. This one time. No. Okay. Aw. <laughs> this one time. Uh, no, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the summer. I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, um, miss you I mean, I'll still be on the podcast. We'll no, do no, it remotely. Won't. Okay. No, no, I won't be on the podcast, apparently. No, won't. We found another uh, guy. Uh, found another guy. So his name is so, also Stan. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> that joke went in two directions at <laughs> once. It's been nice, guys. So we don't talk over each other. Goodbye. Um, no. Uh, yeah. I'm you just, come back over the summer and there's just a guy in the room that's like, Big guy, like six foot something. Hi, I'm Dan. I play uh, bass. <laughs> we're like, how long did it take you guys to find this guy? Uh, got, not got, long. It's Richmond. Like a, a Polaroid camera. He's like, I do alternative process photography. <laughs> be really bizarre. Click. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Dan frowning. <laughs> Other Dan. Other Dan. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the new guy's so, name. So we'll figure out the logistics of that. So next week, uh, uh, do you want to do it completely remote? I'm, not gonna, I'm here. I'm gonna no, be, I know you're here, but yeah. he's not, and I I'm don't gonna, think it'll I'm not gonna be able to either. Uh, okay. Alex will be in Australia. Yeah. Oh, Australia. 
Yeah. Well, we can get Dan on. I can do okay. it. And actually, that might be a good test run to, to kind of set that up. Yeah, we'll just do Google Hangouts, wear headphones. We'll probably talk plan on, on doing it Sunday, Sunday morning. Or okay. Sunday Sunday afternoon for us and morning for you. You guys should incorporate some dialogue for the, the movie Australia with Hugh Jackman in place of me talking. Speaking of Australia and Hugh Jackman, I saw Deadpool again, and yeah. it's still really oh, it's good. still great. I really like that awesome. movie. Wait. I saw the bird. Hugh Jackman is in the movie Australia. He's also... But he's not in Deadpool. He's a cameo in Deadpool as well. He's like in... He's They he, they reference Hugh Jackman in particular a lot. In okay, but... The, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of um, uh, thinking Days of, of Future Past. Yeah. No, uh, first class when he flew. But they talk uh, about Hugh apocalypse. Jackman being yeah. like, dude. No, in Deadpool, like Meyer spoilers. There's multiple times that he comes up on magazine covers or under. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because like, it's yeah. hottest man of the year or Got whatever. It. Got it. That's fine. Understood. Oh, man, Deadpool. Part of that really self-aware humor. Yep. Got it. Um, yeah. Which they could have totally fucked up, and they they a couple times it comes close, but it's still. I've heard Apocalypse is not good. I was like, okay, but I, I wasn't crazy about Days of Future Past. Neither was I. I hear the uh, squander the star power. And this, I mean, the cast. star power. Oh, the star power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with X Men, you can't know. Like, they don't have lame nicknames. Jubilee. I think for me, the, the two best are X Two and X Three. And uh, no, oh. first uh, class. First class. I love are my two. I, I love Wolver- I love the Wolverine. I love the. Wolverine. I love. I mean, I, and I love the rated R cut of that, or the, the not rated yeah. cut. The new one's gonna be R. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. Yeah, everyone says it's gonna be the old man Logan story, and and I really like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and I like. Perfect casting. I liked in The Wolverine when they take his powers away because it's the one thing about Deadpool that sucks is like Deadpool can't die. So there's no real stake. His girlfriend is the stakes. But in... Uh, Trump stakes. Trump stakes. Trump stakes. So, Dan. Mason. Um, thank you for nothing. You suck. All right, Alex. <laughs> oh, so you're going to... um. No, oh, no, Dan. Well, no, I will miss you very much. And I will still be on the podcast you, together. Be LA. But it's been an absolute pleasure... Dan's uh, going to Skype from his cardboard box. In Los apparently, Angeles. you got a sweet apartment. Is your apartment dope? Yeah, I don't know how big it is, but it's. I've got my own oh, room. It's so big. It's so big. I hope so. Got my own room, living room, <laughs> kitchen. Wow. I know. A back deluxe. porch. It's close a ba- to work. You got, you got a back porch. Got a back porch. Got Boys. a backyard. Got a front porch. You got a backyard. Wow. I guess LA's have yards. It's LA. Yeah. Yeah. Car com- culture out there. Everyone drives it. Yeah. yeah. I do. Alex and I have some girly shit on the wall. Yeah. But we're taking that with us. Yeah, <laughs> we're bringing that to Pittsburgh. Oh. You guys are both interning at the same place. Yes, mm-hmm. along with four other brand center interns and six other full time hires. Wow, they had a whole. They have yeah. twenty spots. Yeah. In the the brand center is just is just moving yeah. to Pittsburgh, basically. <laughs> so Alex and I were probably the first two deep local hires, and then during recruiter fair, they hired a, a ton, two, three copywriters. Some uh, okay, so you're not all XDs. It, it Where are the only XDs track. going? Yeah. Okay, which is cool. And they didn't hire a full-time XD. Yeah, so they didn't hire technologists. They hired designers and strategists. Which is where they... Because they have all these engineers and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we'll be at Pittsburgh. Dylan? I'll be here. We'll be here in Richmond. I'll be here. In my room. Recording <laughs> the podcast by myself. <laughs> um, my my new room has a layout. I mean, my room... No, nah, never mind. Fuck that. A layup? And, and understanding. Well, um, you know what? While we're here, Alex, which room are we getting let's just talk so about our personal so actually, pittsburgh things i literally just bought new uh full-size sheets or sorry uh yes we have a full and a queen option i'm cool with you taking the queen okay uh, yeah great hey guys i'm glad you could be here for that yeah, yeah. that was enlightening yeah. Wait, i gotta get it hey how much does a window unit cost dan you'll know this 
How much does a window unit cost? <laughs> um, probably like 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how big you want. Wait, why is like that funny like, that he wouldn't like? Because it's like a this is like the most whole question. Neck thing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Dan and I got this long discussion about like load supporting beams in the Branson the other day, and like we got like an argument about it, and like it was a it was a tense morning. Yeah, so I bet. But we weren't like <laughs> it was like, like an angry it was like, arguing. It was an angry couple, nothing fight. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you do your dishes. It was funny. Um. So yeah, I we, I'm I'm driving up June first. Okay, I'm driving up June first, probably a little bit after you because you're gonna leave um really in the early in the morning. After I have to go do a flip test in Pittsburgh like the second day I'm there. Oh wow, yeah, a flip test in the I water. Have to, I have to go out in a single and he flip tests it to see how many people he can flip off at one time. He runs through the streets yelling three at once. Yeah, what's a flip test? So you, you go out in a single. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Oh, it's a it's a rowing thing. Yeah, you row your boat out into the water. You row, flip row, it to row, show row, that you can swim, and then also hold it to the water. So you're gonna you're boat. gonna row in Pittsburgh over the summer. Oh yeah. Oh, cool, that was like, man. the first thing I set up. <laughs> nice. And I mean, we've been to that boathouse enough times nice. that you can just talk to someone at Three Rivers. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I, I'm, and I um, like that site. Like, I love the Allegheny. I love that that boathouse is really nice. But also, that boathouse is a model for RCR, uh, which is the Richmond Community Rowing. On some weekend. After you've done your main rowing thing and got your fix, I want you to take me out rowing as a total noob so I can see what all the fuss is. Dylan can tell you that new rowing is really hard. Especially, yeah, I, I mean, wait. if you're sculling or if you're in a single. Well, we take a double out. Yeah. Dude, you know me. I like to go nuts. I already found Don't a, wear your boxing uh, gloves. I already <laughs> found a boxing gym down there that does month to month. Uh, yeah, I think I'll be a lot. I'm really, I'm really nervous. I already found some restaurants in LA that I really want to go eat some food at. <laughs> dude, whatever. <laughs> you're about to go have some of the best fucking food dude, ever. The, like, oh, my dude, God. Oh, that's the bar restaurant scene in Pittsburgh. Holy shit. Oh, I mean him. Oh, Me. I mean Dan, obviously. Dude, yeah. I'm just gonna eat so many tacos. I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna have like uh, Mexican food in LA the is so good. It's so good. And sand and beach and tacos. Like yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna girls. I'm gonna ride. Set screen. Girls, girls, girls. Uh, so there's a 22. The way that Dylan cocked his head when he said girls. girls. <laughs> so there's a 22 mile bike path that goes up and down the Pacific Ocean. So I'm and I'm about oh. a mile and a half from that. So I'm gonna go every day after work. I'm just gonna bike up and down the ocean. That's awesome. It's gonna be great. Bike bikes you work. Bike I might do I might bike to work. It's just breathing LA all the smog. Not a bike friendly city. Yeah, that's a Dan told me. Other Dan, Dan Owens. My oh, mentor. I was I was like Yeah, the one we replaced the, you with, duh. <laughs> hey, I would have Dan Owens in the podcast. Um It'd be fun to have a, as a guest speaker. No, Dan Owen yeah, Dan Owen biked like seven and a half miles each way every day. It's crazy. And like I said, LA is not a bike friendly. Yeah, I could city, do that somewhere so. like here, but there I would just be scared. I might I might bike. Um it's not even like the area between where we're living and where we're working wouldn't be that hard to bike necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not, you, you know, what showers it is, one? it is really, uh, there's a gym next door. So I, I got to look into that, but, um, I like biking it is a really pedestrian friendly area, like Santa Monica, the city of Santa Monica, which is within the city of LA. I've listened to um, Everclear before. I know Santa Monica. Well, there you go. Uh, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> um, uh, you can you can soak up this like if you go and stand at a crosswalk, every single car will just stop for you, and then you. Dude, cross. it's because everyone at the West Coast is just like it's like set. And yeah. I'm like oh, I hate the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. See you work. Vitriolic East Coast blood in your veins. Basically goes out to LA, just starts punching people in the head. Yeah, I read a um. <laughs> Why aren't you working hard I'm enough? I'm not a violent person. I'm just a passive aggressive. Oh, okay, I, this, this guy, <laughs> this guy over here, he thinks he's so fucking cool, huh? I, I have the most aggressive fucking apartment. <laughs> Nah. I had to do a, uh, a, a report on Ron Williams in freshman year of high school. Mm. And so I read like some biography Who? about him. Ron, Ron, Williams. Ron Williams. Oh, Robin. I think he said Ron Williams. No, Ron Williams. Um, and he grew up 
on in uh, California. Yep. And like how everyone's just wearing Hawaiian shirts and flip flops to school. And then he moved to New York City, yep. I think, for theater. And like he told he in the stories, like the first day he was like on a bus and someone had a heart attack and was like <laughs> dying, and everyone had to get off the bus. And Ron Williams wouldn't do something. The bus driver basically like grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. He's like, he's dead. And like told him to get off the bus. <laughs> That's New York. Yeah. Especially New York when he would have moved there. Yeah. It's like Gotham City from Batman. That's Gotham's based off. I like, yeah. I like that. Just, that <laughs> I, I love heartless city. individuals. Well, no, I just like, I like it. You know, we're honest here. We're honest. He's we don't dead. beat around the bush. Man. He's dead. He's dead New York's too. a rough place. People are assholes in New York. Sounds great. I know Dan is not a fan of Come visit uh, New York is just kind of oppressive, and it's just sky like the way it feels when you're in it. It's very. Try living there. I I don't yeah. plan on it. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about there week. How I often go to places or move places because of the people and the connections yep. I have. I have so many friends and family in New York. Sure. That it's, yeah. It's like a gravitational pull, and it's, it's just like oh, well, you like really you like RGA here. and all. Not I mean not the company, but like there's a scene up there that's very yeah cool. It's cool. So it's, it's still like an option in my in my mind. I think you could do okay in New York. I could do okay in New York for a little while, but, you know. See Carmax's new tech building? You'll figure it out in six months. It totally, yeah. You'll know, if you go up there, you'll know, it'll and it'll be like, I could stay here for the rest of my life, or I'm done. Yep. And that's pretty much all it takes. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, Alex. I don't know what that voice was. Just like, someone say, Poop pick up the ball. Poop a scoop <laughs> Just don't say oh, anything. It makes me feel really to, awkward. I need to get my Australian accent down pat before I go there so I can blend in. Good night, mate. Scooper. Have a scooper. Nobody in Australia <laughs> says pooper scooper. The ones that I know do. It's poopa scooper. Paper scooper. All right. Oh, I, I need to go graduate. So to... <laughs> All right. Bye, Dan. Um, bye, Mason. We'll, we'll bye, we... Alex. Bye, guys. What? Bye, Dylan. When, when you cut this, put the graduation music in. I hope you've dun, had the time of your life. Oh, wait. The graduation song's not good written. Oh, my God. You cancel the recording. End it now. End it now. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it while it's dead. Bye-bye.